All right, Mr. Rob Lorfus, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Thank you for coming. We'll of just course. keep this keep this like pretty close. All right, all right. And you should be good. Sick. Uh, I usually don't think about how to how to open these because it's like normal conversation. Yeah, for sure. But I used to think that you didn't like me. What? And that's worth that's <laughs> worth talking about. I was that's the crazy. Yeah. Really. Because I was a little guy. I know you came in like to the contest and shit. You were so tiny. I was so I was so small. <laughs> And you weren't like very, you weren't the most talkative naturally. Yeah. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I um, dude, when I was like skating those contests and shit, I was like so worried about my own like performance and you know trying to do good and all this stuff that like I kind of like when we were at home skating at like DC and stuff, I'll be like joking around. But I was like so like I don't know, just in my head about everything back then that uh. Yeah, I probably wasn't like super like, hey, what's up? I thought it was nice, though. Well, I think <laughs> I think just being a kid and spinning a lot and, you know, like you and PLG and Danny Mayer, you guys are like a harsh crowd. Yeah, yeah. They, those dudes, too, like they um, they were jokesters they make fun of pretty much everyone <laughs> and then i was just there yeah. I, I was just i guess i was guilty by association for sure <laughs> yeah yeah dude but yeah i mean i'm sorry i didn't mean to like, no no bad because you were probably like what 11 or, <laughs> just or something, something like that yeah, i'm sorry that's crazy um i thought it, i thought it was hilarious yeah that's so funny um where was it like uh would have been like at where were you? Did you come around? It was like Mega Ramp stuff, right? Or was it Vert stuff? Yeah, Mega Ramp. Yeah, Mega Ramp. That one. So you remember that Woodward event that led to the one in Brazil? That led right before the Vert contest in Brazil when Danny yeah. Way showed up on a helicopter, yeah. and Mega Ramp was like yeah. unveiled at Woodward. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Did that? Got invited to Brazil and then did a nine there, and that's how I got next games. So yeah. that was like, sure. welcome to the. back then about making it over the gap when did well there was no there were no kids doing it no. and so i just trusted yeah. i trusted bob yeah, then like, yeah go for it you'll be fine yeah for sure yeah i was ruthless of a competitor he is he really was like come yeah. along yeah, here's how sure. you do it that was cool about those dudes with the the mega ramp stuff is because when i first did it when i first got into like doing the X Games and all that stuff with, was on the Mega Ramp and I was like the youngest kid to have done it at the time for like a while. I think when I was doing them, I was like 16 or something. When I first jumped it, I was like 15. And like those dudes were just like so stoked that somebody else was doing it. They were like, come on, let's go. Like, who, who were you skating it with at that time? Because that's, so, that's early. That's yeah, like pre-2010. Like right after Danny's DC part came out. So uh, it was at Point X. It wasn't even at Woodward. You did Point X? Yeah, that was the first one I did. Do you have footage from there? Dude, I wish. Uh, okay, I went out there. Um, so I can't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to, like, Pierre or Jake or somebody, and they were telling me that, like, because I saw Danny's part, and I was like, this is insane. Like, I have to do this. And I was, like, 15. And um, I found out where it was. I talked to someone. It might have been, like, 
Neil Hendricks or somebody had some sort of connection with somebody at the point X ramp and they were like, yeah, you can come out to the, to the camp and, and you could skate it. So it was me, my mom and my friend, Alan. I don't know if you remember Alan, but Alan who young Alan. Oh yeah. 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 He's still around sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. He still skates and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so me, him and my mom went out there and I went out there like knowing nothing, like didn't know that they all like rode different boards with bigger trucks and all this stuff. So I just went out there and was like skating the quarter pipe on my normal vert board. And then was just like, all right, dude, we came all the way out here. I have to do this. And I ended up going to the top. And after me and Alan sat up there for like 20 minutes, deciding if we were going to go or not, I finally went and dude, it was so sketchy. Like I got to the bottom and just wobbled my way off the thing. But I was, <laughs> I was hooked, dude. After that, I was like, this is freaking sick and then I just started going and then once like Pierre and Danny and Jake and all them found out that I went there and I ended up making the jump that day I didn't make the quarter pipe but I made the jump then they started like inviting me to go skate it with them so I'd go out to like Ellis would be there and Danny and Jake and uh Pierre it was super fun what a sick crew yeah yeah it was so fun dude where where is where I never knew uh you're talking about point x point x so it was like it was off of the 15 you get like up into Temecula I can't remember the road but you'd make like a right and kind of just go in inland from uh, Temecula area and it was just out there it was like before there was the the Woodward West and stuff I think some of the I think I don't know what happened with point X but obviously it closed down and I think whoever maybe just like helped do the Woodward West one because the only like big skate camp like that at the time was Woodward East Mm-hmm. And then they like tried to pull one out here, and uh, I thought it was just anyways mega ramp. Well, it was like, it was just at the the camp. So like all of Point X was like a camp. Oh, I had no idea. It was kind of it was like the Woodward, not as big as Woodward East. Have you been to Woodward? Yep. East? Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that big, but it was just out here on the west coast because mm-hmm. we didn't have anything like that. Um, and they had like a bunch of land, and he it was like him and DC just got them to build this. It was like. The camp was here, and, like, the 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 Meg ramp was, like, way out in the distance. Like, it wasn't, like, accessible to, like, people from the camp, but it was there. Do you remember the first time you take you take off on Meg ramp, and then you look at, the, at where you're going to land? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Dude. it's, like, a mile away, and then you're, like, there's no way I'm going to get there, and you just keep going the same direction, yeah. like, forever. Dude, Danny is a genius to be able to, like, figure out all those trajectories and all that shit. Like, he just, like, you know, just knew how to do it. I mean, it's like you would land, like, not really many people would go too far. And it was, I mean, you could go short, but it was, it was, like, almost like it always land you in that, like, perfect spot. It was just, like, he just did the math or something and came up with it. It was so good. But, yeah, I do remember that. It was flying over the gap before the start of the landing was so sketchy because it was just like a takeoff ramp and then gap and then like wood that went straight into the down ramp so scary yeah that just, oh you did they didn't have because bob's like kind of extends out it was the same oh, okay. but it wasn't it wasn't as much as bob yeah like Ooh. um yeah it was kind of like how elliot's is uh-huh. bigger you know what i mean yeah so it was uh but yeah, like I said, dude, the first time I went over it, I literally just jumped off and just freaking ran in the air until I made it across, you know? 
It was sketchy. <laughs> that that DC video. I mean, I watched that every day when I Dude, was. Me too. Seven, probably from like se- seven to like ten years old. Yeah, like I watched sure. it like every fucking day. I mean, not only Danny's part, like I love that that whole video was just so sick. Like at the time when it came out, it was like it had like the Robin Big stuff in it. So mm-hmm. it had like some like different stuff than just skating, like some comedic stuff. And dude, yeah, that video was. Like, I loved Stevie so Williams part. He has a sick song. So sick too. Yeah. Ryan Gallant's part. Uh, Ryan Smith. I think both of them had a part. I know Ryan Smith did. But dude, yeah, that, that video was amazing. It was so sick. I would watch Danny's part almost every day before I went and skated. That's amazing, yeah. man. The helicopter intro. Yeah. yeah. Did the uh, they had that one ramp? It was down in San Diego. I don't think I ever got to skate that one. Just the one with like the big roll into the quarter pipe that he does like some goes a couple tricks on. The say that where is that? Say it that again. It was in down San- in San Diego. It was like it was basically just. Uh, well, it was a vert ramp, but it was like huge transition, and there was just a massive roll into it. How and did I like forget about the, that? Like forklift thing, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah he just does a bunch of rolling one. Yeah, one hitters. Yeah, I so forgot gnarly. about that. Why did I never think about where that was? It had the big red DC yep, stickers yep. under the vert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that like a 16 and a half foot? Was that probably like Elliot's quarter? Yeah, not that I mean, big. Probably, yeah, yeah. It probably was something like about that. It was like an evolution to the quarter at the Mega. I know that. Like that was, oh, okay. It was a little bit smaller than that, obviously, but had like, yeah, those huge ass roll-ins. I mean, that's where he did the highest air for a while was done at that thing before the mini or Mega ramp came out. I, I never really thought about those. Danny was on a tear. Dude. To He's just, been on a tear since he was a kid. Just do <laughs> just to do shit. Like different, different shit that big, people weren't doing. Big quarter pipe, point X, great wall. Yeah, great wall. And he did and he's like kind of He's pretty private and secretive. And yeah. even that even that thing in Hawaii, like yeah. none of us have gone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He was like um I mean, dude, when him and Colin and those and like those dudes were filming for that DC video. I got to go to that ramp a few times at that very first DC ramp. But like if Colin or Danny or those guys were filming, it was like, nobody's gone. Wow. It was like, they would just skate either like the two or maybe three, like him and Ellis and Colin and that, or Jake was in a couple of them. But yeah, they were super secretive about that stuff, which is rad. I mean, they were just super wanted to make the, didn't want anything to get out of like people talking about how gnarly they are. So when the video came out, it was so much more like impactful. You know what I mean? It worked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a method to the yeah. to the madness. But they I mean, were secretive. The yeah. Culture is different now. Oh yeah, for sure. Way different now. It's not yeah. like it's not like that at all. But also, it's more beneficial to be a little more public. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it was a you got diminishing returns back then yeah. if things would leak, and now. It's like you have more followers and more sponsors yeah. and now there's a vert contest that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Like it's very. Yeah, for sure. And now you can, I mean, you could show previews of stuff that you're doing on Instagram and, you know, have it like gain a following. So like some anticipation for mm-hmm. you know, seeing it. And that might get more views than the actual whole yeah. project. Yeah, like, for it's sure. just the, the culture is so different. Yeah. The skating culture is way different now than it used to be for sure. What brought you to vert ramps are you from you're from here right um well i was born in ventura 
Um, and then it's towards LA. Yeah, it's like a little bit past, a little more northern, middle California. Um, and then I moved to Canada when I was super young with my parents. Both of them. Yeah. So my dad had like a job where we were like kind of moving a lot. Um, so I lived in Canada for a while, but we would come out here because my grandparents have lived out in Encinitas forever. Oh, cool. And um, we would come out here and I, I, I freaking just fell in love with, I actually started skating in Canada. Um, there was like some kids skating down the street and I was like, what? That's so cool. I had like a little Ninja Turtle skateboard that my parents got me for Christmas or whatever. And I would just start skating like down the hills. And then um, my my uncle and my dad um, like built me a little like quarter pipe, a little mini quarter pipe. So I started skating that. But then every summer when we come out here, there was the Encinitas YMCA. So uh, my parents would just take me there and I would, dude, I would go there from like nine in the morning till like eight at night during the summer they would just drop me off and i'd be there all day long i love that place <laughs> that was so fun <laughs> and, and that that time when you were in canada and you saw the kids skating down the street and you got the ninja turtle skateboard how, how about how old were you um i started rolling around like on my butt and all that stuff when i was six i started like standing up and like rolling around like around seven and then like I like fully got into skating when I was about eight. So, uh, what were what were some of your first things that you saw? Like, what was your introduction to like real skateboarding? Um, so it was definitely coming out here during the summer, seeing like oh the YMCA Tony Hawk and all those guys, and then I watched uh, I watched four one one videos back mm -hmm. then. Like I I would get all the four one one videos and just watch those things religiously. Dude, <laughs> they were so fun. Um, so that YMCA, yeah. that was when like Bucky, Tony, Sean, and, uh, Andy, Andy Mack, yep. um, was, did Jean, did Jean Postec live out here? He, Jean actually stayed at my house a couple, at me with me and my parents a couple of times when he came out, um, lived in my, uh, parents, like little guest room that we had. Um, but yeah, that was Dude, the first vert ramp I ever dropped in on was the blue bowl at the YMCA, the vert bowl, the like metal one. You might not. I don't even know about that. Yeah, it was freaking. Um, yeah, it was a long time ago. But that was the first one I dropped in on. Uh, there's like old footage and stuff of it, like of Tony and those guys skating it. But um, it was like a, a vert ramp. And then like one side of the vert ramp was like bowled in. All the way like around. Yeah, all the way around. But not like it wasn't a full bowl. It was just vert ramp. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd be like a yeah. fucking, you, you know, those uh, scorpions that get stuck at Bucky's bowl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that for sure. Yeah. Um, so it was that and it was it was like a metal like the sheet on it was like metal. So that was like the first one. And then after that was the the, uh, the wooden one that you're thinking about with like the bird perch on it and mm -hmm. stuff. That one was so good. Yeah, dude, I, I just, like, went and skated there as a kid, and um, that's when I met, like, Sean and stuff with skating there, and then, like, my friend Alan and my other friend Tyler, and we would just go there and skate the street course for, like, an hour or two and then just go on to the vert ramp. And the reason I got into vert was because all the – I mean, there were some, like, street pros that went and skated there, but for the most part it was, like, Tony Hawk, Bucky Lassick, Pierre, like, all those dudes. And I would, like, be like, oh, my God, this this is what I want to do. They were like – It's so obvious, yeah. like, so when that, you see that yeah. and you like, know. Right, this is it. And um, 
I was fortunate enough to like have some of those dudes like take me under their wing and be super nice. And, you know, they, some of them were, you know, joking around like you're talking about like Dan yeah Mayer, where like yeah like i don't think these guys like me but <laughs> but they were like only doing it like out of joking around like and just being i don't know they were like in their 20s or like late 20s and stuff so it's just like i get it i had like uh tuss you know you remember tuss uh, yeah he freaking uh like kicked me into the ramp one time because I was like trying to put my board up to go and they were all skating and he was like, wait your turn and just like kicked me into the ramp. So that was kind of like what I grew up with was those dudes like. That's fucking illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine doing that nowadays? You wouldn't fly. They would never you, fly. Hey, dude. Reese. You would get canceled. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's your mom. No, yeah, you would get so canceled for doing something like that. But back then it was just like, they were like, this is skateboarding this is like if you want to hang with the big guys you got to deal with this shit and i'm just like all right i guess like this is what i want to do i want to be just like you guys so i'll do whatever you guys tell me to do, <laughs> yeah i mean basically and how influential to see that in person at yeah. that age because man even watching the videos of of bucky bob tony yeah. sean white danny way colin mckay just the videos all the way from from Washington, where I grew up, I knew just the same. Yeah, felt the same. Yeah, and he's like, it, in no one in vert skating has really recreated any of that. Yeah, intense. Is it what would you call it? Intense uh, improvement. Yeah, to, to vert sure. skating. Yeah, like the the like amount of like difficult tricks that like we're still doing today that all those guys were doing like back then i mean most like some of those tricks obviously weren't invented but those were the dudes that were just like linking them back like doing full gnarly like contest runs you know what i mean yeah yeah it was it's crazy nowadays though because it's like we're all pro skaters we all skate together at at tony's and and all these private ramps or the dc ramp before it came out and we have some little kids that are like allowed to come there but like not every like little kid that comes out to visit their grandparents during the summer gets to see like all these dudes in person skate so it that you know i was lucky to like because i don't know what i would be doing if like i didn't see that you know what i mean and um yeah now it's like everything's more like private ramps and all that stuff but skating got you know, with the X games and all the contests, like skaters started making more money and the skate skating got more mainstream and it was just easier for people to like skate and try to learn tricks, like not at a public skate park where they were being like watched all the time, I guess maybe. But back then in the like, or like late nineties, early two thousands, like it wasn't, it wasn't like that, you know, it was, it was just uh, the only vert ramps we had were at public <laughs> public skate parks, really. A part a part of me really like I drove past the Encinitas. Yeah. Like whenever I drive past Encinitas on the freeway, I look up at the hill and I yeah. see a vert ramp not there. Yeah, for sure, for sure, dude. I would used to drive like when I would go by driving on the freeway, I'd look up and see people skating there, and I'd be like, ah, mom, pull off, take me to the skate park. Like that was, that was just exposing vert skating to like millions of people a month. Yeah, for sure. That just alone. The the freeway. Yeah. Dude, I watched some crazy stuff happen. Like I saw like a gnarly car crash skating there one time. Oh, wow. Like, cause it was right over the yeah. freeway. The person was fine, but like 
I mean, I'm sure they got messed up. Hey, dog. Dude, the car, I don't know what happened. I was skating with, like, Danny Mayer. I think Alex was there, like, Pierre, all those guys. And we just heard, like, a... And we, like, look over, and this car starts rolling on the freeway. And then, I shit you not, somebody just goes <laughs> and flies out of the car as it's rolling and then just, like, flies through the air. And then, thank God, like, landed on the, like, little hill with, like, grass and stuff and just, like, rolled to a stop. And we were just like, oh, my God. It was, it was like. They were good. Well, I mean, they were hurt, I'm sure, but they didn't die. Like, yeah. They didn't, nobody died. So, yeah, it was, dude, it was gnarly. Just being, like, in that area was so crazy. But, yeah, dude, like, this, you could just skate during the summer and, like, watch the sunset and stuff and then go, like, surf. And, yeah, it was it was definitely a good time for sure. It would be nice if, yeah. if some of that public, like, vibe came back. Because, I mean, yes, having a private ramp at our disposal is unreal. Yeah, for like, sure. Especially uh, this one. It's perfect. Like every day. Yeah. I'm just yeah, blown away. Yeah. Like, try to remain as, like, thankful as physically possible yeah but texting every day yeah skating with no i like skating with the same people but without the opportunity of of randomness yeah, to occur for sure it's yeah. nice to watch those old videos even those like 401 bob burnquist videos at some ramp where just whoever the fuck is there yeah, and there's yeah. kids like in the background yeah. scootering and other kids skating just with with elbow pads the size of knee pads on their <laughs> the wrist pro design elbow pads yeah that were huge yeah yeah it was definitely a, it was definitely a rad time i mean skating's got definitely a lot more mainstream but it was like it was kind of more like underground back then you know yeah it wasn't like i mean to me it was the cool thing to do but it wasn't like definitely didn't like make everybody be like that's so cool i want to do it you know so it was kind of more like yeah, underground. It was dope. I don't. I'm not sure it'll ever be understood. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, the layman person definitely couldn't like see what's going on. But now with it, the Olympics and just, I mean, how skating it. Like you go to public skate parks, they're always packed with parents and stuff. And yeah, I just think more people are like accepting of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your first trips skating. First trip for skating. skating. Ooh. Do you remember? Um. Do you think it was a revolving around contests? Yeah. The first. Um, so the first contest I ever entered was at the YMCA and I ended up winning the contest and it was like put on by Osiris and um, they ended up like giving started giving me shoes for free. And I went on like a little trip with them, which was super cool. But it was were just you like were you kind of all terrain? Yeah, shredder. Yeah, okay. I skated like everything because it was just at the skate park, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the one thing I didn't skate all that much was like just full concrete stuff, but I skated everything. Um. But like the first trips I would go on were were like um to like Tampa Am back in the day it was probably like the main one that I remember going to. Those ones were fun. At uh when it was when it was at the skate park of tampa free yeah. red ramp. bull ramp yeah there's an actual vert ramp that they had built there yeah it was super sick there was that and then we had like um vans did this like contest series where it was like at all their skate parks they would have like a vert contest and a 
a street contest and they pretty much had like you got points pretty much like how we do here and then there was like a world final championship or whatever and then they had that contest i think that was in florida the orlando vans park maybe so i was doing those those were like the i forgot about that one yeah it was those contests i did like castle contests back in the day yeah yep yeah so that was like the first like traveling skating there like the first like tour thing i ever went on i can't even remember what i think it was for osiris but it was like a kids thing i could be wrong i can't remember and we traveled like to Colorado and all this other stuff. And that was like my first like van life experience, which was super sick. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Just like a bunch of little kids being idiots skating around at skate parks. <laughs> it was super fun. Yeah. Once you started competing professionally, how like were your parents still involved? Were you already like well traveled on your own, um, and you were just like working with your sponsors to get out there and get checks? Or yeah, it was. Uh, I was still pretty young when I um, started skating pro contests. I think the first contest I entered as a pro was um, this contest in Canada, and I it was an open contest. I went there as an amateur. And it was like a World Cup contest. I can't remember where it was, but I ended up skating the contest. Like AMS could skate it, whatever. And pros, it was just open. And I ended up making the finals. And they were like, "Well, if you want to like stop skating amateur contests and start just skating pro contests, like you can get whatever money you get for this place." Basically, it was like oh, I'm in the finals, but if I do good, then, like, it's just going to bump, which, like, I was just, like, bumped to the next person. Like, I wasn't even there. And I was like, all right, I guess, because the year before I had won, like, all the amateur contests. It was, like, Tampa and then, like, all of those um, Vans contests, like, all the Vert contests. Um, it was, like, the Warp Tour contests and stuff like that. That's what the Vans thing was. It was the Warp oh, Tour. Oh, nice. Um yeah, so I was like, I mean, I guess, like, you know, whatever. I didn't have, like, a company, like, turning me pro, but back then, like, it was like I was, like, a pro contest vert skater. It was it was different than it is now, for sure. But, um, yeah, it was, yeah, so that's when I started skating uh, pro contests. And my parents still traveled with me because I, I think I was 15. And then... Um, and then, like, I did some European contests. Like, I went to Prague and to Germany and to all these places. And um, my mom was there. My my mom was a stay-at-home mom, so my dad would work. And, uh, you know, they were – my parents, I was super blessed that they were so down and, you know, helped me, you know, because some of the contests I wasn't getting paid to go there. They were just, like, willing to – you know, fly us out there and or, or drive or whatever it was and, you know, see how I did. And when I started doing good, it was like they were like, if this is what you want to do, if this is what you're passionate about, like, go for it and we'll help you. So, yeah, my first uh, few contests, pro contests were with my mom. Yeah. Yeah, man, that that <laughs> support goes so far. Yeah. And now imagining it like as an adult, like, those are those are big decisions to yeah, make for sure. Like, how could you ever let yeah. a kid do that? Yeah. That. And like, I mean, also financially, you know, it's like, they're not only paying for like one ticket, they're paying for two and a hotel and 
twice the amount of food and all that stuff. And I get how like they weren't going to just send me on my merry way, but it's definitely like a big financial decision to go for it. Yeah. Cause w- cause when I came up into the, into the pro scene, you were well established. Yeah. I've been there for a little while for sure. You were rock star, I think blind. Yeah. Blind. Um, you had some, you were, you were, you were in it. Yeah. You were in the finals. Like if there was a contest, yeah. You were in you were a part of the group. Yep. And so it was always sick. I always as a little kid really enjoyed how different your skating was Thank compared you. To, even directly to the guys that yeah. inspired you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that maybe is just innate in skateboarding. Yeah. You do it your own way. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, I think you get you run into rejection. Yeah more than sure. like if you if you start copying too much you'll start standing out yeah 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 for sure in a way so everyone yeah. kind of as a, when you're a kid i think especially i kind of push you into your own yeah like they push you to be you there's like the the like bait well not basic but the basic like tricks that they would kind of be like oh you need to learn this but however like my style was or however i ended up doing it was kind of like my own way you know um, but yeah, it was just like, you know, there's these tricks that everybody was doing and those guys helped me learn them. And like, like my five forties were way different than everybody else's, but that was just like the only way I could do them. I don't know. Like I learned make twists first and then like all of my other fives are kind of flipped like a McTwist and it, I just never learned how to like flat spin really. So kind of made like my skating looked different because my 540s were like a lot different looking than other people's, you know. Big flipping five with, and your hair was even longer. <laughs> no, it's still pretty long. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. I saw, I watched some, uh, some thing like not too long ago of, um, oh, actually, no, it's a picture that my parents have. Like when I um, got an X Games medal in the Mega Ramp, my parents got a picture of like, me doing a back lip on the on the mega rail and you can like see my hair and it's just like dude it's so long it <laughs> looks ridiculous but uh yeah dude yeah it was it was fun i think the only other person that had like crazy long hair like that back in the day was was sean and like me and him did it because we were friends so we always just like had the same whatever going so yeah yeah it was um it was fun skating with all those dudes and just learning from them he had the big, like, puffy red. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so crazy. I don't know how he got away with that, how he pulled off that. Like, he he turned that look into a, into a, an A-list celebrity <laughs> household name. I know. I know. It was crazy. Yeah. He's, he's a funny dude. But, yeah, he just kind of did whatever. And, uh his talent spoke for it you know what i mean the the flying tomato yeah man watching watching him retire on vert was i mean in super pipe yeah did you watch that yeah yeah i watched it yeah i talked to him a little bit uh just through like text message and stuff and was like you know you had an amazing run all that stuff and yeah hopefully i know he's like traveling and like kind of just living the retired life right now but it'd be cool to catch up when he gets back yeah 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 I I texted I texted him the same just like because and, and it was real because you don't really realize how much 
someone impacts you, especially of that stature, yeah. until it's all of a sudden it's over. Yeah, for it's sure. Like, wait, I remember being a kid and watching you and that playing a real role yeah. in my life choices. For sure, for sure. Um, I mean, he was like, uh, I mean, when I was coming up skating, he was like the only kid that was like, he's a couple years older than me, but relative to my age, that was like skating like a professional skate, like the dudes that were in their mid 20, early 20s, you know what I mean? So he seeing him do it made me like, think that it was possible to do it at a young age, you know what I mean? Because like everybody, like I said, watched was like Tony and Bucky, all those dudes, they were, you know, they were already a bit older. And I thought like, maybe that's just how it went. Like I didn't see like little kids. And when you're 13, yeah. seeing someone who's 24 is like, they might as well be a, yeah. a fucking grandpa. <laughs> I know, I know. They're like still so young now, but it's just at the time you're just like, what the heck, man? It's going to take me 30 years to get to, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? No, I'm yeah. serious. Yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, seeing, like, little kids, like, or someone little younger was um, super inspiring, for sure. Yeah. He was already under Hawk's wing. Yeah. Doing, when did, do you know when Boom Boom Huck Jam became a thing? Oh, man, I can't remember what year that was, but I do remember, yeah. Because that might have, that's right around when you... We're on this. We're coming on to the scene. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, it was. Yeah, it was probably early two thousands for sure. But um, yeah, Sean was on that tour, and I, I got not. to go. He he did like a couple stops. I don't remember if it was the first one, but I got to go to the one. I think it was they had one in San Diego, and I got to go and skate in it, um, and like hang out with the guys on like the tour bus and all that stuff. It was super rad. So. That was cool. And then, like, the first, like, demos and stuff I ever did were with Tony. He had this thing going at um, Disneyland at California Adventure called uh, the Disney Experience or something. And um, it was, yeah, and it was rad. It was at Disneyland, and I got to go there and skate with Tony and do some demos at at Disneyland and then ride all the rides for free and all this stuff. It was super sick. I think I was like, yeah, like 15 or something or 14 at the time. It was super cool. I'm just, I'm just blown away. How, <laughs> like how Tony has made skateboarding into something. So dude, he's given like, he's given so many people. I mean, even if he doesn't know it or not, but he's given so many people like other like, platforms to promote themselves just by him like securing because obviously he's not going to skate a demo by himself you know and obviously the people go to him to skate the demo and he just like gets the demo going and then just like brings people in with him and uh yeah he's tony's rad he's definitely like has helped a lot of people in skating well just uh, try to imagine making anything happen yeah. skating yeah. like as like ourselves yeah there's no like, way w w what are you who are you gonna call how <laughs> <laughs> yeah how are, are you gonna get a vert ramp up in a parking lot at a concert in yeah new york yeah. and bring your homies and have a business like, that's incredible work or call activision and get a game going you're like yo i want to make a skateboard game <laughs> listen that's let's not gonna happen <laughs> shape a generation yeah. real quick this niche sport that yeah. nobody understands. Yeah, it's crazy.
freaking 900, man. That blew everything up for sure. <laughs> the way he did it. I know, so good. I can watch that every day. I'm I'm curious when you brought up uh, being so nervous for for a contest. Was that like a really that was a really big deal for you? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I've always been. I think everybody that skates is is obviously like driven by their own like thoughts and wanting to be better than themselves and uh for me it was like super like strong it it was something that like you know I would get super bummed if I didn't make a trick that day or whatever and when I wasn't making contests like I wasn't worried about like letting my sponsors down or whatever because I knew like the end of the day there's another contest and but I was I would be the one that had to deal with that yeah so like like going to sleep at night exactly which wouldn't happen if i like blew it at a contest like i was so just like and it wasn't even like just oh i just want to like if i did a good run and like i was happy with my run like i wouldn't care if i was in 10th or 15th or third or whatever obviously like it'd be cool but if i made my run and i was like proud of what i did i was fine but if i like fell off every time dude i would be so bummed at myself like yeah i wish i wish looking back now that i was a little less hard on myself for stuff like that because it like led to other problems down the road just being so hard on myself but um but it also like gave me the drive to get to the point that i was so it's like a love hate kind of thing you know what i mean yeah it'd be like taking the chaos out of jake brown (laughs) i don't know if that's possible you don't get you don't get jake (laughs) Without it, you know, yeah. you, but you, I, I'm kind of joking, but I agree that yeah, you're not going to get there without, yeah, without yeah. that. Yeah. It's not, it's not like it's, I would have like had, cause skating, it's like, you, we don't, I mean, maybe nowadays you have coaches and stuff, but back then we didn't have coaches. We didn't have like, it was just us and our friends and like our drive to want to be like the best that we could be or better than our friends or whatever the reason was, you know? So, yeah, without that, I probably would have just gave up or not had, like, the confidence to go for whatever 540 or whatever trick it was at the time. But um, but it also made me, like, kind of, like, I, you know, quiet or to myself and people like you or, like, when you're a kid, like, thinking, that, you know, what you thought. Like, that was just a, a me thing. So some sometimes I'm just like, uh, to a certain extent, like, yes, it's great, but – I could have probably dialed it back a little bit. Oh, and and please, I mean, please don't take it too harshly. I was a, I was like a, I was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I had, I was tiny. I wore every color in the world. I had Jesus loves me on the back of my helmet. I remember that. My mom was like on my shoulder all the time. I, I also got like a, I don't know if I made it up, but I had I felt like I had attention and like yeah. a no, you definitely route. Did, you were ripping as a little kid, and at the time, like I think it was like what me, Alex, and Adam were probably like the three youngest kids of the contest. Josh Stafford, and Stafford, Zach Miller, and Zach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but we're all around the same age, so it's like mm-hmm. yeah, other than that, and you're like, uh, how old are you? I'm 25 now. Yeah, so you're eight years younger than us. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you were 
this little kid that was like, and you were little. Yeah. You know? So it was like, yeah, there was definitely uh, people that were like looking. So yeah, you're not making, you're not thinking that you definitely had people like stoked to see you skate. And when I, and, uh, but, but to, to bring it back to, cause, cause I really liked what you said. Like I just wanted to do well yeah. in the comp, not contest wise, but for me. And I think that is once you do it once. Yeah. Once you skate well yeah. once. Yeah. It's like, what else is like that? Yeah. There's nothing at all that like, yeah, that like buzz of doing like you're just like dude this is the best <laughs> Trust me, it's so good better than any drug or anything it's the best you the clock's ticking maybe you already made finals maybe you're in finals some piece of the run comes together you're a little scared you put it down anyways yeah. there's a little wobble like the homies are freaking out you're just like you couldn't be happier yeah. with what you just did Yep. And then you're on the deck and your run is over and you're waiting on the score. I mean, yeah. And it's not even about what score comes in. It's just you can't replace that moment. Yeah, for sure. Just like everything. And like you would basically like roll into your run and like, I mean, especially if it was like your last run and you hadn't made two and you were like about to either make it or break it. Like I would roll in and be like, I am. <laughs> there's no way I'm falling in this run. I'm either getting broke off or I am making this run. And then when you do make it, it's just like that. That feeling was amazing. And it was like, you know, especially at contests and stuff, like they were in like arenas and I mean, they're still like that now, but they were, it's just like, it was big, like TV and like all, all that stuff. You know what I mean? So you're just like that, like rush of being like, all right, I did good. I didn't look like an idiot. And I'm happy with myself. Yeah, the moment was big. Yeah, those were big moments yeah, back then, for sure. It feels a little smaller right now. Yeah, there's not as many, and I, obviously because of Corona and all that stuff. But um, yeah, but the the thing that's cool now, I mean, it's cool and it's not cool because it was definitely way cooler when there was a ton of contests to go to. But I mean, now it's just like you go to a contest and it's just like everybody's like, this is. This is my time to shine. It's true. I'm not going to get 18 more of these this year. It's true. So people go for it, and it's super rad. Like, you know, there'd be – we had so many contests that, like, you know, some of them we'd just be like, I'm just not really feeling it today. And you kind of just give up before the contest even started. You know what I mean? But now it's just like you only get a couple chances to, like, go for it. So well, people go for it. I do I'm, – I'm sort of hopeful – that's gonna change oh yeah me too for with sure. with the olympics coming around because like my theory is if vert skating gets announced yeah. in the olympics pre-2024 for 2028 yeah they have to they can't just have two contests you know? yeah and then and then but yeah if that happens there i mean just look what happened with park yeah and if it's even half that yeah we have, I mean, I lived with Clay yeah. during that original Olympic Park yeah. pop yeah. when when there was qualifiers in every country all over the world all yeah. the time. Yeah. And he wasn't home for like six, seven months sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's how it was for, for us back in the day too, with just all of our contests. But I agree. Like, I think it will come back. And I think like, 
the skating in the Olympics was, uh, I mean, I'm guessing it's probably was one of the coolest ones for people to watch. I know, like, obviously for me, but um, skating's cool. Like, you know, people like watching skating, the culture of skating, just like the tricks, people doing all these crazy things. And I mean, in all honesty, like the best like fit in skating that I could see for the Olympics is like vert skating. Everyone agrees. Yeah. It's just like people, cause any normal person that doesn't know what a heel flip or a kick flip is can watch some dude fly 10 feet doing a 540 and be like, that's cool. You know what I mean? Uh, people actually have to be like in the know to know all the like nuances of somebody doing like a kickflip back lip down a 10 stair or something like that. Yeah. So I think, I think it'll happen. I, I don't see it not happening. Keegan so. made park skating look fucking yeah, he, good. He, I mean, everybody in park skating we made it was great, but he killed it. I was like, when I saw his run, I was like, oh, he won for sure. Considering that, like, I'd skate with him at Poods and he would only skate the street course. I was like, dang, dude. I mean, I've known Keegan for a long time doing, like, the bowl contests in Australia, but he killed it. That was amazing. I think that was a bit of a perfect storm for him, and I know he did. Well, I heard he quietly skated a bit of vert to oh. get that kickflip body barrel five rolling. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but he was young in the qualifying series when when they were gaining points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID hit, and then he had, like, a little growth spurt. He did, for sure. And then so I think when he showed back up to compete, everyone was just, yeah, like, up in arms. He didn't have that, like, little kid style and, like, uh, lack of power from being so small. He was, like, a little bigger. He skated a lot more powerful. And, yeah, it was, it was pretty. I like the fakey um to fakey like 540 thing he did over the hip that was sick yeah like one of the last things he did yeah i was like damn the i know he had a sick kick for bleen in there i mean i just thought yeah, he did a lot of like vert tricks yeah actually, which was dope it was dope but, i mean he won by a, a decent amount for doing all that he won like, by a lot <laughs> yeah. I yeah i mean he was the only dude doing like kickflip 540s that's for sure yeah <laughs> I remember trying to do. Did you ever? Did you ever do a park contest ever? Like, yeah. like Olympic style. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do. Well, obviously, it wasn't Olympic style, but I did a couple of the Vans Park series. That's what I meant. Yeah, I did a couple of them. Um, Before they got, because they kind of ate. They kind of aged well. Yeah. They kind of evolved. At yeah. first, it was a little bit. Hey, everyone's doing frontside all these over hips. Yeah. And what's going on? You smack a tail. Yeah. Sorge, Sorge had all the fakie tricks. Corey Juno had his style. Tom had his. And that was like all of it. Yeah. Pedro. Yeah. But now it's a, it's a lot more evolved. It's aged a lot better. Yeah. They're fun. They're really genuinely fun to watch. They build the parks. Sick. Sick now. They're super some sick. Of, some of those first parks were a little like small and, and circular. They're, yeah, they're tiny. They're tiny. There was like one in Brazil and like I didn't go to that one, but I heard people saying that like most of the cord pipes were like four or five feet. There wasn't really any big sections to do anything. But yeah, the, those contests are sick. I, and I think they like they knew that they had to like uh, somebody knew that skating was like getting, being talked to about getting the Olympics and they were like, well, we need to have like a a contest series to like because I remember the park series things came out and that was like before they had like 
fully announced that skating was going to be in there. So like somebody had to have been in the know to make those contests. And obviously Vans is like huge in contests and stuff and like make it so there was like, so they could show the like, oh, look at, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't see them like obviously skating, but like, uh, I don't know, the park series compared to like the park series to like a bowl event, like there's completely different, you know what I mean? And and not to mention, they did it. They did, politically, they did it a great job because yeah. everyone's attention went from Vert and Mega and Street and kind of like they got they got eye shot and they got, yeah, um, they got all those dudes to skate. It. They got yeah. some other street Grant guys, Taylor. yeah, yep. who don't skate contest. Contest oh. Zion even yeah. did. He d- he does well. Yeah doing park shit with helmets on yeah like i don't know how they pulled that off yeah i'm pretty sure they they had to have given them like an appearance fee or something had to but um or they just told them like you know if you come you're guaranteed to make it into the because i don't think they had to do open qualifying they were like already in the thing yeah they're like if you do well you get paid a lot and whatever if you show up you get this how did you do in those comps not very good yeah they're hard (laughs) I did good in like so hard. I did good in bowl contests, but when I skated the park series, I was like kind of going through other shit in my life and like skating wasn't my focus. But I mean they like the vert skating kind of contest scene died and like it was like all about those bowl contests and I like stopped skating vert for a while to just skate those contests. Mm-hmm. And um and it was cool. They were super fun, and I did okay at a couple of them. Like made finals, not at Park Series, but like at, you know, Bull Rama or whatever those like um, Australian New Zealand contests were. And uh, yeah, they're they're fun. But yeah, the the Park Series ones, I never did really good because I always was trying to get my vert tricks in there instead of like, and then because the thing about park skating is like you have to find like the good lines and you have to it's just and i was just like where can i do a front side hill flip or whatever you know yeah. what I mean? so find I my hill flip spot find my 540 spot yeah. and rodeo spot yeah front so, side nose grind spot so i didn't skate it as good as like if my mindset was different maybe i could have skated better but it just wasn't you know so and is that when um, if you'd like to talk about some of the things behind the scenes that started yeah. going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, is that when, you, so the vert scene kind of dies. This is, I assume, 2015? Yeah, yeah, something around there, yeah. And then, so now you're in a different element. And then how does your, what kind of, what, how does your personal life start to complicate itself? Yeah, so, I mean, like, uh, I, like, was like partying and doing drugs and all that stuff just like from, from just while just, while skating just competing. yeah i mean not like to a crazy extent but all of us did like after contests or yeah you know even back at home you know we all like partied it was like i don't know it was more like back then the pro skaters and stuff it was more of like a rock star lifestyle that people were trying to live so it was like when we weren't skating we were like partying and stuff so that's kind of how i got into partying um, and then it was just like, you know, skating was like dying down. It went from like my whole life, like traveling and revolving around being at contests to kind of being home a lot more and not having as much, you know, stuff to like drive me forward, you know? And I just kind of fell into like a, a hole of partying 
way more than I was skating. And, um, yeah, and then just personal life stuff with girlfriend or wife at the time and, like, just kind of, like, led in. And then I got hurt a couple times, and then that led into just, like, not being able to skate and being more depressed, doing more drugs, skating. And then and then uh, I would, like, pull myself out of it, but it just never was, like, for a very long time. And then I just... I don't know. I wasn't getting the like satisfaction that I would get from like learning a new trick or or freaking skating with friends or whatever. So like to get that like endorphin like rush, I'd turn to like doing drugs and shit. And it just it made it made my whole life worse because like the thing that I wanted the most was to be like skating, getting better at skating. But like it just made my skating worse. And like that, it was just like a vicious like cycle that just kept happening you know so yeah yeah it was and then I wasn't doing good at contests and I wasn't doing good at contests because I was partying too much and yeah so it just it it was uh it was like now looking back at it I'm like gosh so obvious but at the time when I was in it I just like was in complete denial of like the partying and the drugs like getting in the way of what I was doing you know so yeah well and and skating is so hard to get better at yeah that if you're not treating yourself and the sport with an immense amount of respect yeah it just starts to it just starts to turn on you yeah quickly and viciously and then if you are getting clean for short bursts of time for skating yeah it doesn't give you enough time to like build learn learn stuff and get better you know yeah no i know it's just uh it was a shitty shitty thing that like i was going through and and not like seeing any like um i think like i had been doing it for a little while not like fully partying like i was crazy but like i've been partying and not seeing any like diminishing effects on my skating for like so long that when it started to happen I like didn't count it as like it was because of this because I was like I've been partying and doing this stuff for years now and I've never had a problem before and now all of a sudden like I'm having these problems and people will be like well you're you're partying too much and I'd be like but I've always been partying you know what I mean yeah so I didn't like I don't know well it's and I don't know really what happens but it seems like a tightrope that you get that you're able to walk when there are a lot of comps and a lot of attention and there's like free adrenaline. You're just on this train that is moving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're just going and and you're with it. You're with the sponsors. You're even like building relationships and personality and friendships. And you guys are then feeding off each other and then the whole comps a party and then you rip and it, yes, that's terrible. Like I wouldn't recommend that for anyone who wants to, consistently build something yeah but but a lot of people made that up turned that into a proper career yeah for sure Uh, and yeah then you go then you go home and did you feel like without contests happening that you'd rather slowly waste away than try to build a more a, a life that's just as difficult and way more boring than skating yeah I don't know I just uh, I think it was just like 
it was I was just consumed by like because I wasn't because like when I would come home from traveling for like how you were saying Clay did like it was like you'd be gone six seven eight months almost out of the year traveling around so like when I'm traveling and stuff like yeah we might be like drinking or whatever but nothing like too crazy but then when I get home like the friends or whoever that I like did drugs with were here. So I'd only do it with them or hang out with them for like a short period of time before I was like, Oh, I got to get back on to traveling again. See ya. So it never like became a problem. But then when I was here all the time, I just hung out with the, you know, I hung out with my skating friends. And then like my other group of friends was, I mean, like they weren't really doing much other than partying. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I was, I was consumed by like just the lifestyle that like I had learned from partying with skating and like being like partying's cool to like coming home and like just partying in my mind just in a different way and it just um yeah it and it just made like any little thing that I like had to deal with like instead of just like dealing with it I would just go back to partying you know pay cut from a sponsor freaking not doing good at a contest whatever it may vicious been. cycle yeah all of a sudden yeah so yeah it was uh it was horrible and yeah it was just i don't know i think i think i just burnt out on like like skating was dying down and i like just burnt out on like i don't know just dealing with like people that like were in skating that I felt like weren't didn't have my best interests at heart you know what I mean and I would just I was just like I don't I don't want to deal with this anymore so I just stopped and like by me not wanting to deal with that I moved to a life of doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing in the first place you know yeah so yeah it was um it was lame like super stoked to not be doing that now super stoked to be like back skating but like at the time it was it's so consuming it like consumes you so completely that it's like hard to see anything else yeah did you have a wake-up moment or was it a slow burn for like getting clean finally yeah and in starting to understand that what you just went through how this cycle you say looking back now it's so obvious like yeah getting clean but all the things that come along with that was it no, dude, that took forever. That's why, like, I, I like, kept getting clean for a little while and then going back out is because, like, I never really, like, looked at, like, the issues because when people are, you know, uh, in a rehab or wherever and they're getting clean, like, they try to, like, obviously the, the doing the drugs is kind of, like, a side effect of, like, dealing with, like, past traumas or something like that. That's, like, a coping mechanism that people use to deal with stuff. So... When people would come to me with that, I would be like, I'm not coping with anything. I just like to party and I like to just have fun and da da da. So it just kept making me like go back. But yeah, it took for like finally this time that I've been actually clean for a decent amount of time. Uh, it took a little while, like the first, you know, five, six, seven months. I was just like, but at that point, I was so burnt out, like. You know, I had never, like, gone to jail or been in any trouble with the law or anything like that. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, <clears throat> you know, my whole life was just dealing with co- going to court and cops and being in jail or whatever. And, like, that made me, like, actually take a step back and, like, look at what I was doing. You know what I mean? 
So looking some terrifying sentences mm-hmm. in the face yeah. and yeah. the difference between well, maybe you notice the maybe you notice the guys who weren't partying. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. As like, well, maybe that is a little bit better right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know. For sure. Yeah. It was. It. It was just like a. I mean, I've been clean now like over three years, so it's been a little while, and um, you know, I just I had a lot of like time hanging over my head the first like year I was clean so like that was keeping me sober more than anything because I didn't want to go to jail for a long time yeah I'm like been to jail a couple times you know the the longest I was in jail was like a few weeks but you know all in all I was in jail for you know a couple months fully like yeah but it was not in one go um but I was just like this isn't me like this isn't like my lifestyle and like i just <clears throat> just didn't like i didn't like like looking at myself and being like you know cuz i had friends that like all they did was they'd get out of jail they'd start doing the same things that they were doing they'd go back to jail and they were just in and out in and out and i was like i can't like i don't i don't want that's just not who i am like i i can't like do that to myself and um like that fear of like like going to jail for a long period of time like made me like look more inward and like kind of be like okay if I'm obviously not just partying for fun now if I'm like going to jail and still partying like something's going on so what is it and uh it took me a while to figure it out and I I mean I'm still probably like got things I could figure out about myself, but like the main like core issue of like what I was doing was, you know, it wasn't like I didn't have childhood trauma or anything like that. It was just the way that like I like thought of myself or like would beat up myself or was hard on myself or whatever. Like I never gave myself a break for anything. Like if I didn't do good at skating or if I didn't do good in school or if I like, I would just beat myself up like mentally and like physically sometimes would just be like punching myself or whatever it may have been. And, um, obviously that's not healthy. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So stuff like that, that kind of, I had to realize. So now, um, I still beat myself up skating. Like it's just, it's just part of skating, but now I can like give myself a break. You know what I mean? I can be like, it's okay. Maybe you suck today, but like, you know that you can do this and you can do it tomorrow. So, do you feel like you did? Did you get professional help? Um, no, not well. I'm yeah. The people were they went to school and they were professionals and and stuff like that. But it was just I went I went to a rehab. I was in rehab for so the way it worked is like I was I was hanging out with some people that I shouldn't have been hanging out with. I wasn't making money skating or anything and I had money obviously saved up from skating but I didn't want to like burn all my money doing drugs and I got given opportunity by somebody that I was hanging out with to basically get high for free and all I had to do was just get rid of some of this stuff on the side and I was just like sweet yep that sounds perfect that's what I want to be doing why spend my own money when I can do it for free and I did that and um basically did it to a point that I shouldn't have been doing it. You know, it's like 
this amount led to this amount and then it just kind of snowballed and it snowballed fast because I'd only been like dealing and stuff like that for I think it was like eight or nine months before like I got arrested and all this stuff so it ended up going pretty quick um but yeah so I went to jail and then basically I got out of jail and um was trying the first time I went to jail like the cops came, raided my house, kicked in the door, guns, all that stuff. DEA. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. They beat my ass. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happened. And then I got out of jail, and um, I was still, like, addicted. At that point, it was like I wasn't even using for joy anymore. It was like I was using just to survive, basically. Like, if I wasn't, if I wasn't getting high or didn't have drugs to – get high which i wasn't even getting high i was just getting normal basically you know what i mean uh it's like the worst thing about drugs is like you do them too much and freaking they not only ruin your life but you can't function like a normal human being without them you know what i mean it's it's like so stupid so i was at that point where so i was still using uh I'd just gone to jail and got out was still using um was trying to find a rehab to go to you were just looking on your own. Well, I had talked to, I had a lawyer and he was like, look, like it doesn't look good. You had a lot of stuff on you. And basically like, unless you try to like turn your life around, you're probably going to go to jail for a while. And I was like, yeah. And the funny thing is, is like when I was like dealing the drugs and doing all that stuff, like an idiot, I thought to myself, like, whatever, like I'll do this until I either like make a certain amount of money, which I like told myself I wanted to make, or I'll get caught and I'll go to jail and then I'll have to like clean my life up. So it was pretty much part of my like thought process of like, if I get caught- a part I, of your life plan. Yeah, at least, I, at least I'll get clean because I'll have to get clean. So yeah, so I was, I was doing that. I was looking for a, a rehab and then, but I was still using and still like, do, doing selling some drugs here and there on the side but not anywhere near what I was doing before and uh, and then I got arrested again and then after I got arrested the second time that's when like I had to like I had to get it together like ASAP or, right now. or else like uh, they weren't going to even let me out of jail you know it was like you can either like leave and go straight to this rehab that like we pick for you or you can just stay in here until your sentence is done. And uh, I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> like, get me out of this place. So, yeah. So, I went there and then I was at a rehab for like five months. Being at that rehab, um, I got like the first like actual job other than skating that I had ever had. So, that was like a super humbling experience. And it was it was nice to, you know, go from, you know, being full of myself because I was a pro skater my whole life to like having to be humble and doing like the dirty work at a restaurant. And, and it was, it was nice and it was super humbling. And, um, I look back, I hated it at the time and I look back now and it was an enjoyable and like a good experience to learn these things. And, um, yeah, basically it was just like, I stayed out of jail, uh, got sober, started working, and started hanging out with the right people and then um finally started skating again because i was like i need to do something that like i'm passionate about 
got back into skating and then yeah thank god like when i got sentenced i was super fortunate to have a judge that was um willing to look past the all the bad stuff i did and look at like how all the progress i had made instead of just being like yeah you did all this like you're going to jail for however long he was just like well you've been out of jail for because at the time when i got sentenced i think i had been out of jail for like a year and a half or something maybe even a little more and um he was like you know just keep it up basically he gave me like a a, a chance to like keep doing the right thing on and basically like it was over my head where if i messed up then i was definitely going to jail so um and ended up, you know, saving my life and making it better. But yeah, I got back into skating with you guys, and um, it's been great. I love it. <laughs> uh, as someone, I don't know the inner workings of like a, a live in rehab place. Yeah. Was it like a normal house or a facility? Um, white yeah. rooms or what? Yeah, no, it's not, not like white rooms. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's all different ones. Like, I, I work part-time at a rehab right now and it's just like before the rehab I work at uh was a rehab it was like an old folks home so it's like a big like building that has you know like I don't know they have a lot of rooms but they got they bingo of, well, yeah they have bingo. <laughs> like they just have you know like computers and they got dinner and then they got the it basically it works like um it's just like a a dorm room basically let's just say that it's like a dorm room um but like with some structure to it so like in the morning they wake up and they have to eat breakfast or, or i mean they don't have to but it's like breakfast and then you know they get some time to get themselves together in the morning and then they start going to groups and like the groups are like ran by a therapist or a counselor or something and you know there's like 20 of them in a in a group and they all kind of talk about their issues and whatever the topic of that the counselor is going over and they kind of learn to like learn from each other and try to figure out like you know ways to um, deal with past traumas that they have or whatever it may be um, there are definitely some that are like hospitals and stuff but um, all the ones that I had went to and the one that I work at now is it's more of like a more of like a dorm or like a giant house pretty much working in an environment like that so when i see someone that has gone through or is going through something that i went through yeah it hits pretty hard yeah so like you know you have a couple years but this has all happened really quickly and now working here and being working there yeah and uh being seeing people go through things that you just went through and maybe having a tough time about it. Yeah. Is that, is that hard? Do you like it? Is it, do you uh, talk with, like, are you? Yeah. So basically like what I do is I'm like a, I'm like a support for the, the therapist and for the patients. So it's just like, if they're going through something and they need someone to talk to like me and my team that like I work with, we're there to like talk to them or help them out with stuff. Um, but yeah, like in the, if, if it would have been like, you know, the first like year or something, like there's no way I would have wanted to work there. You know, like I couldn't, I was having trouble dealing with my own stuff at that point in time. But, um, now that it's been like over three years, like that whole lifestyle, like I still remember it, but it's like so far, like 
I've put that like so far behind me that like now I feel like it's it's something that I could possibly help people with. Um, like obviously it's it's hard for me to relate to everybody's story, but there are people that like I try to give advice to. Um, and you know, it definitely feels good when like you know that you're like helping someone go through a hard time. So um, yeah, it's cool. Um, for a minute, I was trying to like go to school and possibly be like a, a therapist. I didn't want to be like a full just like drug and alcohol counselor. I wanted to be like a full blown therapist, but school's hard. <laughs> school's fucking hard. <laughs> school's super hard. So um, yeah, I'm taking a little break from that. We'll see. Maybe one day I'll go back to it. But I've never looked into doing that like a therapist, clinical psychologist, yeah, any of yeah, that, yeah. those things. But I am, I know some, some people around, I know one girl my age and some, some older who've taken emotional intelligence coaching, mm -hmm. uh, ed education program, yeah. life coaching program, accountability coaching programs. They don't have like, you're not going to have insurance involved in the yeah. practice, yeah. but uh, accountability coaching specifically has been really helpful mm -hmm. for me to, yeah. to learn how to take action in yeah. the world and kind yeah, of yeah. organize some goals and one foot in front of the other and just like stop shooting yourself in the foot yeah. every chance you get. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, stop backing out of goals after, you know, two weeks at the first sign of resistance, you change your light, you know, the, these common, yeah. these common themes. So, um, opposed to, to going like the whole like doctor yeah. route it would be sick to be a doctor though but it's a lot it's a fucking it's lot. A lot i do think it would be cool to do yeah. something that is professional but a little more personal like yeah we can just use our skills we have with yeah. a basic format and you learn what to say and what not to when you get a tough client and yeah that's that like working like that one-on-one -on -one, it sounds fun. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Working with people just one-on-one -on -one and, like, helping them with things, it's, like, super, uh, like, it makes you feel good, you know? It's, like, it's, it's a satisfying thing to be able to, like, give, like, pass on some wisdom from what you've learned to somebody else, and hopefully it, like, helps them in some way, you know, like it helped you. But I haven't seen so, – so I had a, a girl ask me, like, one of my mentors mm – -hmm. Ask me if anyone has told me, like, at the back end of an accomplishment, like, hey, you were a p part of that. Like, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I told her, I told her no, because it hasn't happened. But I've now, I've now told that to, you know, two, three, or four people that I'm like, you I'm don't know how sure important. That you've helped people learn tricks and they said, like, I'm, I'm positive they Yeah. Have. Yeah. That same thing. Yeah. Guess so. You help people like because you're really good at like breaking down, especially in skating, like body movements and all sorts of things to like help people understand how to kind of like learn a trick. Like I've seen you do it a bunch. So, yeah, you'd be I mean, and then you do the stuff on uh, I've seen on Instagram, right? Like where you like go over stuff on the on like your skating or somebody else's skating and kind of break it down like you're super good at that stuff. You know, I like not, it. Not everybody can do that. 
I like it, but I really want to continue. That's why I like getting some sort of certificate and some type of formal life accountability, emotional intelligence. I don't think you can legally say therapy, but man, it's so fun to make progress and to feel positive emotion. Yeah. Like once you feel like the blackness of life sucks you in. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. And then you feel a step forward in any direction. It's like you can get hooked on that kind of the same as, I mean, you see people, you see addicts could take over the world if they get sober. Yeah, for sure. They get super driven by whatever it is they're passionate about. For sure. So I read uh, on the internet, I think randomly, maybe it, maybe it just came through in a text when I, when one of your sentences were in the news. Yeah. It was like sort of high profile for the area. Yeah. Um, And then from that to kind of, I didn't hear anything. Yeah. And then you came to Hawks one day. (laughs) Just showed up. He just showed right (laughs) up, dude. Yeah. I know. I was, that's, that's what I was saying. Like I got sober for a little while and started getting back into skating. And then like one of the things that I missed like the most when I was going through all that stuff was like skating with everybody, having like actual, like good solid friends that like care about my well being and stuff. Not just like whatever it was that other people, you know, when you're not in skating, but just having like real friends and skating and like just, um, having a good time laughing like we do just joking talking shit whatever it may be like like those are the things that you know I was like I need to get that back into my life and um, yeah I was very fortunate that you know everybody's been super nice and like dude because that was one of my biggest fears when I came back was like I was like well, people are gonna fucking either hate me or they're not going to want to hang out with me or like I'm some like tainted person and it, it hasn't been like that at all and I've been like so blown away by how I mean how cool everyone is and uh, you know when I look back it's just like I mean I'm still they're all people I've known for a really long time and everybody like goes through their own shit and it was just like mine was at an extreme angle but um yeah, I've been stoked. I've been stoked to skate with everybody and hang out again. I was wondering about that anxiety. It seems inevitable. Oh, dude, it was so bad. It was so bad. Before kind of coming through the yeah. first couple of times? Oh, or yeah, for sure. Did it go away right away? Um, No, not right away. It went away a lot more than um, like the first. There was diminishing returns of it going away because the first time was huge and then the second time was a little bit more and then by the third or fourth time I was like, all right, cool. Like this is fine. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it was, I mean, I didn't, I was skating. Um, but I was just skating like at skate parks, like by myself, like more in, cause I was living at a sober living downtown when I first got out of that rehab. Um, I was living downtown working downtown at the restaurant and then like just skating parks downtown, like city Heights or, uh, can't remember the other Linda one. Vista Linda Vista yep and uh, I didn't really see anybody there so I was like this is cool I can just skate and have fun and I don't have to worry about people and I hadn't really even talked to any of my friends like um, from skating and stuff because I think everybody just either thought that like I went to jail or just that's what thought, I thought yeah like or thought that like I was I don't even know 
I back on the cycle yeah, or just something, you know. So I didn't really talk to anybody, and then um, I started going to poods and skating with people, and then um, I think like then some people like I started like posting stuff here and there on Instagram or something. And then people started like reaching back out to me like, Oh dude, like I thought you were, it's like you said, like I thought you were in jail or I, I didn't know you're like skating. Like let's hang out. And then, um, and then, yeah, I talked to Alex, uh, Perelson and I mean, he went through kind of the same, you know, being addicted to doing drugs and shit. Um, but it was, a a while ago so he kind of was like a, a mentor on like getting myself back out there and kind of talking to me and being like you know because I would tell him my fears of like people not wanting me to be around or not liking me or whatever it was and he he really helped me like get through that and he's the one that um, got me back into skating hawks because I didn't have like Galena's number or anything and you know it's just like uh got in touch with her and talked to her on the phone for a little bit. And then she was like, yeah, for sure you can come skate. And, you know, I'm super stoked that she was willing to let me come skate again too. And then Tony and everybody, everybody's been so like accepting, you know, and, uh, all of my fears were, you know, were for nothing really, but it definitely was scary. <laughs> well, and when someone owns up to their, shit yeah it's so it's so comforting yeah. as a as a friend like it's so nice that you did that because now we can be friends yeah for sure so you showed up and you're like oof yeah sorry about that one guys yeah, yeah that was like the first thing i did is like i'm sorry guys i'm an idiot but yeah and then from there it's just like it's not it's not a flat line it's like encouragement like real reciprocal sessions and yeah. friendships being built and the people that go it's exciting it's yeah. like, you know and and when you go from being just afraid that you won't be accepted to like a real environment yeah. all of a sudden in progress and then you're doing rodeos and flip tricks <laughs> yeah. and these tricks are coming yeah yeah i mean it feels good to be like part of the crew again you know what i mean like, yeah um, yeah, I'm super stoked, super stoked to be back. You asked me to come on this thing, super rad. I'm stoked on that. Thank you for coming. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. 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 No, it, it, like just being back in the, the skate world, like that's where like I belong. I feel, you know yes. what I mean? Like I've been, that was my whole entire life and like I fell out of it and kind of got distant from it. But like now that I'm back, I'm like, I don't really care like what, what I'm doing, if it's professionally or not, you know, I don't know how long I'll be a pro skater for, but I definitely don't ever want to like leave skateboarding again. Like I did before. Are you particular about your gear? Hell yeah. 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 Especially my board. Like if my board's not like the right way, I've changed it over the years. I used to skate when I first started skating again, it was, um, uh, like a eight, three, seven, five. OG Pierre shape. No, I skated, um, it was a dwindle shape. It was Which, like, a, yeah, it was like, maybe it was Jake Brown's or okay. something. I don't think it was Pierre's. Cause he was on, no, he was on eight, three, eight. Yeah. Eight, three, eight. And I think it was an eight, seven, eight, three, seven, five. 
and then I started going up. She's tiny. Yeah. yeah, it's so small. And I didn't even realize that until I started, like, then I tried an 8.5, and I was like, oh, this feels really good. And then I tried a 8.75, and I was like, okay, this is super good. Um, but always the same has to be, I don't know if you skate, but 15-inch wheelbase, like, it has to be I don't know inch. my I don't know my wheelbase. Really? But I know 30, I know, I've skated the same board yeah. for, I mean, six, seven years. Yeah. Like yeah. the same, shape board. like it's single pressed. Yeah. Okay. They know the serial number at Dwindle. The press has got your name on it. Yeah. And they just <laughs> send me a box of yeah. those yep. every time. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What What's that like? What width do you read? Eight five. Eight five. Yeah. Eight five is good. So I would eight consider five. moving up. Some days it feels smaller. Some days it feels fine. Yeah. Uh, I would consider moving up, but I have such a specific concave feel yeah, 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 yeah. and weight to the board that. Yeah, yeah. When um, when I got on the uh, the company I ride for right now, the small beating, the company that I skate for. Yeah. Um, the guy was super cool, and he wanted to like make me a shape, and I. I gave him my shape I was getting from. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back after I was plugging the, the sound the sound stuff. <laughs> um, so we were we were talking about uh, gear. Gear, yeah. The so setups. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I used to not care really much. Yeah. I think maybe that's normal, but now like it's getting crazy. Yeah. The bushings. I mean, oh, the same really? bushings every time. Yeah. I mean, do you what? Do you ride, ride the um, same? Yeah, I usually ride the like the bones bushings, the white ones. Bones the hard, hard. Yeah, the hard ones. Um, been riding, dude. Honestly, it's just like a, it's more of like a habit thing because I've been riding for so long now that it's like, other than the biggest thing was when I changed to a wider board, I had to get wider trucks, so it wasn't so like. Which the, ones? Um. So Jimmy gave me some of the trucks that he rides, but I was riding like indie. 150 or one i don't know whatever was fitting my 8375 and then when i went to 875 it just they were too small the it feels like you're on one of those yeah uh what you know the the board with like 16 wheels oh, yeah, on yeah, it? yeah yeah for sure <laughs> and it just yeah. it rolls so yeah. much yeah it's just like it, i don't know maybe like skating like smaller stuff but like when i was skating vert like with smaller trucks and a wider board it just felt weird yeah you know? it does yeah, so that took the longest to get like used to, but now that I'm used to like what I'm riding now, I don't see like I rode I stepped on um Alex's board the other day and it felt so small and I'm like I was riding this like 3 months ago. And now oh, I yeah. step on it and it's like uh, I don't know how I was doing that. But um Alex is a little bit smaller than I am, so I think <laughs> it works for him. His makes but, sense. But um but yeah, it's just it yeah. The wheels have to be like 58s. Um, I was trying some new bearings out, and um, they just weren't working for me. So I switched back to like Bone Swiss. And it's so funny how the speed, yeah. the speed of the bearing, yeah, is becomes a fundamental, yeah, muscle memory thing for sure. You like miss your pump when your board's not going as fast. It's weird, yeah. and you're working like so much harder too. You're like trying to pump your ass off to get some like air and you're like, I'm going like three feet right now. Or when they're <laughs> brand new and so quiet. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I definitely like them broken in a little bit, that sound. And yeah. you can feel the board vibrating yeah. when you're in the air just from your wheels spinning. 
Yeah. I like too when like you have louder um, bearings and like you flip your board and you can hear it. It goes. <laughs> I love that. I love and then that the catch and you feel you feel it yeah. like your wheels the wheel wiggle it's like Yeah, I love that. You feel that little wheel wiggle yeah. in the air. I've never thought about that yeah. really. I could see like cuz you do like kickflip fives and stuff like that. I could see that like helping you flip it and catch it in your hand and you're like, "All right. Boom, put it back on your feet. Hear the wiggle." Yeah. All right, I'm good. Cuz it's just it's just kickflip melon. Yeah. With a, you know, powerful flip melon yeah and that has to untangle and looks weird yeah yeah you do that trick so good it's crazy i tried kickflip fives for so long and could never freaking figure out how to do them well i mean so hard what indie would probably be the best for you yeah i was trying kickflip indie ones and i mean like i was like my fives are flipped and like I'm stoked that they're super unique and, and not too many people do them like that, but it makes other things so much harder. Variation fives. Yes. Nines. Nines. Yeah. Seven. Sevens are definitely harder. Definitely. Um, but it also like, like we were talking about before it started, like, um, the confidence to, cause when you guys do fives and they're flat spun, you kind of can come around and it's almost like you get to a certain point and it's like a backside air or like a whatever you're doing. Well, and well, we have a lot of wiggle room in the amount of rotation yeah. that we have. Like we can have 500 or 540 degrees and everything yeah. in between. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, for sure. Where if you're flipping, you, if you're in the back seat, you know, yeah. may, it might be the same amount of degrees yeah. off, but. The back seat to front seat. Yeah, your body weight, like, switching. Yeah. It, it makes it so, like, um, going for it is, like, it takes a lot more confidence that you're going to actually, like, make it. Oh, I've, and you might not be able to see. Yeah, well, ba the, the indie ones, um, I can see, like, I'll be kind of like how I'm sitting right now, like this. Uh, but obviously the ramp's, like, there, so I can see it. But it's just like going from like spotting the landing and like going yeah. for it. It's like a whole, you know, it's not like I can spot the landing and then just be like, cool. All right. And then like put it down. It's like when I spot the landing, I have to be like, all right, sick. And then I have to like throw myself into it. And um, it's been a battle, dude, just trying to get that confidence back up. Ugh. I can't wait to see that go down. I hope. I hope. I hope I can do it soon. I really want to. <laughs> Did you see Ellis's 540 attempts? Yeah, I saw a couple of them. Um, I think he posted one or two, and then somebody was skating. I can't remember who it was. They showed me a couple of the um, a couple of the attempts that he went for. I never saw. Yeah. Proper. Yeah, I mean, his fives are proper. Um, I don't know. He like came around a couple times, and it just it wasn't perfect. But he was going for it anyways, and he did a couple tumbles. But none of the falls were super bad. Yeah, I just think um, I don't know. Maybe he was probably in the same mindset of like not a hundred percent going for it or something. You know what I mean? Or like confident that he was gonna make it. And I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it personally, but that's just an assumption, I guess. You know. He was he was excited. He yeah. was like wanting to do it. I think it was a birthday. Yeah, it was, it was like his kid's birthday. Or something. It always scares me when people yeah. like pr beforehand decide to yeah. make something. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
uh that was like my frontside five like the one that you saw the first one i did uh recently it was a little sketchy but that was what i did i, I literally like the night before after i've been <laughs> skating so long i was like i am making this tomorrow for sure no questions asked and it's good because you like you're like all right i'm going for it but then it also can be bad because then you can get in your head about it and it's not as like just um natural feeling you're kind of more forcing it you know and sometimes i think that the thing that i've i've learned is really the worst about making too many goals yeah. too early before the session yeah. is you don't let the session take you yeah. where the session would take you those are usually the best ones right when you go to the skate park or go to the ramp to skate and things just start working out and then you're like boom you learn something new you're like going to the ramp and you're like, all right, I need to, I'm doing this trick today or I'm learning this trick today. You kind of get, um, you get stuck almost, you know, instead of like, like, uh, the other day I was, I came to skate and I was trying to do another frontside fives and I literally spent the whole session just spinning them and being in my head about it. And like, who knows if I was just skating and feel something else might've felt good and I could have, you know, done something else possibly, but yeah, for sure. I know what you mean the natural like sessions where it's just like things are popping off for the best. That's like how Bob skated contests. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I know. Uh, did you see that thing on Instagram recently of his like his contest that he did? It, it was just like, every, dude, he is so insane. Everything's so wild and just like in the moment and you never knew what he was going to do. Like He I, didn't. Yeah, I don't think he did either. <laughs> But, like, that was rad. Like, that made his skating so exciting to watch, you know? It was just, like, he didn't ever – I don't think – I mean, you see him practice maybe, like, one or two tricks that you're like, oh, that's going to be one of his combos. But during the run, you never Anything know. can happen. <laughs> you never know. And then also, on top of it, like, he did a frontside cavalarial one year at X Games. So, like, frontside cab ollie. Mm -hmm. lands over rotated so his stomach is like yeah. facing the flat bottom yeah and goes just slides it around through the through the bottom transition <laughs> and is skating switch and goes up to like uh, just above scum line on yeah. the other side yeah and you're like yeah i mean it's really only him right like, <laughs> yeah. like i don't see anybody else doing that really no yeah not even not even close to and then there's videos of like a crazy run and then I'll throw like switchback tail revert yeah. at the end and in the <laughs> the, the arm rolling it up but still rolling away all sick. He had that like uh, uh, like super loose like just flowy kind of just his body just like went with whatever was going on, you know. Yeah, do you feel like your body held up nicely while you were competing a lot? Um yeah, I mean for the most part, considering how many, like, contests we were skating back then, like, yeah, it did all right. I, I was fortunate to, like, hold up. Um, I wish I would have taken care of myself a little bit more. It would have made coming back a little bit easier right now. But, you know, because I didn't really stretch or do too much, like, um, uh, anything really other than skating, you know. Now it's like I'm trying to stretch and make sure that, like, my my muscles are warmed up and I'm not like too stiff and um 
trying to make like my longevity with skating go on, you know, which is something that like I just definitely didn't even think about when I was younger. Well, stretch stretching specifically feels like it wakes up all the injuries yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. Like, it makes things worse at first. Yeah. It's kind of like Danny Mayer used to stretch all the fucking time. Yeah. yeah. And he would get like smoked. Yeah. He would get like muscle problems. Yeah. He he probably just stretched a little too much. Like, I just I like to get like a I I just like to feel like, especially like the like my this right here quads. Yeah. Like so if I'm not like if I'm not like stretched up like I feel like when I knee slide it like hurts my knees because my legs are so tight and I can't like. They don't bend as much as they're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But I do agree. There's probably like a a, a fine line of like stretching and then like over stretching everything. Stretching, else. strengthening, warming yeah. up, aligning, yeah. massage. You know, it's this like weird whole balance. Yeah, that... yeah. You can't be like too heavy on like Mr. Flexible Yoga guy because then maybe it just makes everything more loose or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um, <clears throat> Bucky stretches, but only like right before he skates, you know. And then he's how how old is Bucky? Fifty three. Yeah, he's. I think he's in his fifties. Sorry, yeah. I didn't get that. The internet isn't reachable. All right, Bucky. <laughs> Dang, Bucky is not happy. About that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fifty. He's in his fifties. Yeah, something. and he is like the best dude it's insane how he's still so good and he kind of moves like he's still a kid yeah like while he's skating i know i need to find out what his secret is i mean 17 gallons of cbd a day (laughs) you i've written it down i know what it is uh Uh, i mean yeah yeah that might be one of them i think i do think working on and racing cars has kept him young and he's got like all that property takes care of those tortoises and stuff so he's out there like all day doing trimming the weeds or whatever it is and doing all that stuff yeah his life is so busy that when he does step on a skateboard i think he's like let's get it in same way tony is yeah like when i'm on a skateboard i get it in because my life is fucking hectic yeah for sure Dude, that shit with Tony is crazy. Did you watch the most recent podcast? Post, uh, dude, post I started watching it the other night because I watch all those Hawk vs. Wolf podcasts. Like, I think they're all super good. Tony and Jason have like really good chemistry, and um, I started watching that, and I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get it. like I'll watch this, and then I will be in my head for like three days thinking that every five forty I do, I'm gonna eat shit. Bad timing, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe once I'm like more confident with doing them and stuff, but um I mean, yeah. he told some he told a pretty gruesome story. I bet. I started I listened to like the first part of it and then like right when he kind of started getting into it, I was like, "Nah, I can't do this." Yeah. But I mean, I talked to Bucky about it. Bucky cuz obviously I asked what happened um and we were skating with Bucky like I don't know, it happened on a Monday and I think I was skating with Bucky like Thursday or something. Yeah. And he was telling me about it, and it sounds pretty crazy, like almost like a, a – I don't know. It seemed like a freak accident kind of, you know, because from what Bucky made it seem was that he was just like basically just a late bail into the flat bottom knee slide and then just broke his leg, which is crazy because we do that all the time, you know. But he's also 
in his mid fifties, you know, so I don't know. Different kind of bone strength. Yeah. Maybe the perfect storm. <clears throat> I think they definitely start getting a little bit weaker once you get a little older for sure. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Timely with the I mean, he made that joke, so yeah. I can I feel like I can say it now. Because yeah. he's at he he in crutches went to his premiere yeah. of his documentary so called sick. Until the Wheels Fall Off. Dude, so sick. That's going to be good, I bet. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait. He was talking about it. He's been talking about it recently when we skate with him and stuff that he's been doing stuff for it or whatever, and it sounds so sick. Can't wait to see that. A quote from a quote from Rodney. That was probably my favorite Hawk vs. Wolf so far. The Rodney one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rodney's so dope. He's, like, such a just rad human being, just, like, just super smart and just, like, the way he thinks about stuff is just so like just different you know what i mean it's super rad yeah you've known rodney for a long time i've only like met him like once or twice but i met rodney when i was five and he put me on almost that's so sick yeah he's been a huge yeah. mentor yeah that's dope for i mean that's like the reason i ride for almost like yeah. still yeah. like i never even considered riding for anyone else. like yeah. plan, plan b approached me at one time which wouldn't have been a maybe not a terrible choice, but yeah, just I didn't care that I didn't fit on the team. Yeah, as far as like the everyone street skaters who does like manuals and yeah, weird you know Chris Haslam type shit. But you're kind of that techie, Bert dude. And so I it think works. I think it sh chicken or the egg yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I think I I definitely saw the team that I was on young. I watched Rodney Daywan and yeah. Danny Way. Yeah, you know that was like, and then when Bob Burnquist "Extremely Sorry" came out, yeah, that was sick. I bought, those are like, pretty much exclusively mixed in some vert parts. So, you know, that's what I like. That's how the skating looks. And I basically skate Rodney boards. Yeah. I just ask for I just ask for Rodney graphics. Like, yeah, all the time. Do you talk to him like ever? Like, uh, do you guys like chat? A couple all? times a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's rad. He's such a legend. He's all he's all over the place. So yeah, he's busy, busy dude. So yeah, he does like TED talks and talks yeah. with MIT uh, university yeah. like professors, and mm -hmm. he's in AI and yeah, he's like in a different world of yeah. conversation. And if you talk to him about it, he'll just tell you how he doesn't belong. But it's so obvious yeah. that he belongs for sure. Uh, you don't accidentally rise into a place like that. Yeah. You know, you'll get, yeah. if you're a, if you're a, a poser, you'll get noticed. Yeah, for sure. Quickly. Yeah. The way he talks, like he's definitely like an intellectual, you know. Yeah. You know but I, I called him when I had a, I had a really big skydiving opportunity with iFly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For that sponsorship. Yeah. And so when I was first building my, um, portfolio, resume, whatever. Because to sell, to like sell myself to iFly, I had to yeah. do much more than just skate. You know, yeah. I had to do a lot of skydiving, a lot of tunnel flying, which is really expensive. Yeah, it wasn't a for sure thing. Like the likelihood that I would actually get sponsored was really low. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I could do it. Yeah. But it was gonna take. I was gonna have to become a tunnel flyer. Yeah. And so that's a yeah. really big change like yeah. you know i did it some competitions we won like a four-way tournament in yeah. san diego and you know i had a, a two-way teammate and we were like 
at the tunnel training and I was putting money and time. And I called him before that because, you know, he knows, like, obviously, I get boards from them and it's going to look weird. And yeah, I, if I'm in, I'm all in. And I don't know what that means. Like, yeah. I don't know what skating is going to look like later on yeah, for me. Doing that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he just said that one of the reasons that he originally put me on the team is because skateboarding was one of the ways that my potential would show in life. Yeah. And he always knew that and hope not only supported me, but would hope I'd find other ways to to expand yeah. and show that potential. That's dope. And just was so supportive of that and said that he'd be there through thick and thin through that. And on the back end of that, I did a 1260 with an iFly sticker on my helmet. Mm-hmm. And I have like, you know, I got to fly. Once that sponsorship lined up, I got to fly like another 70 or 80 hours maybe more than that in the tunnel and really be exposed to a different type of like progression i got to fly you know because it's like a thousand dollars an hour yeah i looked into just doing it for fun it's not cheap yeah so then so what would happen is i would always split it with like three or four people yeah so then it's 30 bucks for 10 minutes which you can stomach once a week or something But then I got to fly like 70, 80 hours on my own Yeah. just to like see what the fuck happens when you do this or that. Or yeah. You put your hand here, you turn it all the way up. And then, you know, I just spin, spin upside down and spin and spin and then go to the ramp and do shit and just like work shit out like that. And yeah, that sounds sick. And it stuff like that. I mean, that's why I think Rodney is so has been so important to me just because. Yeah being supportive and smart and being available and yeah, yeah things like that have been have been second to none yeah for sure that's super dope do you still do the skydiving thing that much anymore or? um i haven't jumped for a while but i go to the, i live with the manager of of oh, okay. the i fly in yeah. oceanside yeah, yeah 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 i go in there we fly around that's mess dope. around i haven't taken it seriously over the last uh probably like eight or nine months because one of the things that happened is i got so into it that i wasn't skating as much yeah and then now i'm like hawks monday through friday yeah like sometimes i'll go fly cool yeah but it it became it went back to what it was before i ever made that phone call yeah i went through that journey yeah you know and then now we're back ripping on skateboards yeah no that's dope i seem like that just that experience helps with your especially with your like air awareness of like where you are and stuff in the the uh, culture of a different sport that Mm -hmm. and that culture is healthy like there's coaches yeah they're they're really meticulous they work so hard like tunnel flyers especially are really high functioning Mm -hmm. athletes it's hard yeah you know and uh you work your weak side and you really you study film Mm -hmm. so being able to be in an environment like that i actually vibe a lot better with that kind of thinking Mm -hmm. i mean you sign up for an event and it's like let's become as clean and efficient and repeatable as possible and let's grind it out i think that's so it was so comforting to be around and also since it's so expensive the people who did it had great jobs, mm-hmm. had good advice, had real estate investments, yeah. have, you know, understand politics and understand um, the stock markets and just open, you know, open my eyes to like 
people who make money that don't skate yeah. and what they do with it and what they do for fun and yeah it definitely would be a good thing to learn from for sure <laughs> yeah so all that and then coming back to skating it's like a trick walkthrough doesn't sound that crazy anymore or yeah. showing up at you know hey i'm gonna go to hawks at one every day this week because there's a comp coming up and i'm gonna yeah. spend 30 minutes working on this part of the run it's like that in skateboard culture that seems like chaotic to yeah, do but for sure being able to be a part of more of a gymnastics culture i mean don't hang me for saying that but <laughs> you yeah. know it's oh no, yeah for sure yeah a little bit of structure did me yeah. did me well yeah yeah for sure definitely i mean honestly it's like all the all the do i mean obviously skateboarding is super unstructured but the people that make it like really structured or the ones that usually are doing the best remember plg in his prime dude he was gnarly yeah he was like he did yeah when he when contests were coming around dude he was just like i'm doing these tricks this many times a day or yeah he was crazy and he was working out and all that stuff and he was gnarly. he was working out hard yeah. and he was on a good diet yeah he was like dude that i do miss that's the part of contests that i miss is mm -hmm. just the something to do in between contests yeah like people like people to keep up with competitively just to to try to keep hanging with because yeah. they're changing and evolving and growing and right now it's so slow that it's just all about keeping your head on straight yeah for well, sure it's not like um it's it's just like what there's like x games which is what in a couple in like a month or something about six weeks, yeah. Just yeah. booked the flight. Yeah. And then there's Tony's thing in Vegas in May. And then... Yeah, nothing ever again. <laughs> yes. like, then, that's... It's crazy. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, when you're when Pierre was in his prime and all those dudes were skating, it was like you, there were so many contests. You had to be like super healthy and on point. One, because like, like the, the battles that like Bucky and Pierre and Sean and... Bob and all and Andy and all those dudes would have like for the first place of the contest was like so fun to watch and uh it was because they were all like super competitive but they also were like competitive off of their skateboards too you know like diets all this stuff it's gonna be a different animal with yeah. the Olympics I, I mean it probably will get back to you know how those guys were like honestly it's just like that group of dudes that were skating like all those do tours and all the contests like if it was just like happening now you know they would fit in like so perfectly with like if if the bird skating is going to be olympics you know their whole lifestyle well except for the partying part but, <laughs> <laughs> most, but most of it yeah but most of it yeah like the determination and the drive and like the contest mentality because in skating like having that contest mentality is different than just having you know going out to film a video part or something you know yeah yeah almost opposite yeah it's like opposite mentalities yeah because it's just like you have to be super on point with your skating but then it's like you have to also be taking care of yourself like enough so like you can still go back and be super on point with your skating which is like diet, working out, doing all that stuff. Do you ever see yourself entering in 
contests again? I mean, I was planning on going, and I'm still planning on going to the the Vertiler in May. Let's go. Um, I just didn't know if that was too quick. I was hoping no, you no, would. I, I want to, dude. Like, I, I mean, I'm not old yet, so it's like I still want to, like, I want to, you know, basically I look, you know, I look at Bucky and how he was, like, the top of his game, like, in his late 30s, you know, still skating and, like, winning vert contests. And, I mean, even if I'm not, like, to that extreme, like, if I could just be, like, in the mix with everybody, I'd be so stoked. Yeah. So, be involved. Be yeah, around. Be there. Be like, going to contests, traveling, hanging out. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely want to go. Um, I already have, like, I already put myself in for the contest because it's the open qualifier or whatever. Um, it's been a while since I've skated a contest, so I'm not, like, qualified into it yet. Yeah. But, yeah, so I do the open qualifier. But, honestly, I'm, like – I'm I'm like nervous about it and I'm also like on the fence because like I don't want to like go there and be like underperforming kind of at least in my own head like I want to be able to do like at least indie fives if not like indie and tail grab fives and and obviously like frontside fives and stuff but I need to get some of the contrast contest tricks back a uh, flip trick five and a rodeo yeah yeah, flip tricks are fine. I do flip tricks, but it's just I gotta get, I gotta at least get a, a backside another like or a backside five. Yeah, and then I'll be like, okay, at least if I go, I won't feel like I'm gonna embarrass myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I mean, much like maybe showing up to the first con first sessions back or that old feeling you used to get where oh it's, yeah for sure it's like maybe worst case scenario if you go and you try it and it doesn't work or you don't feel comfortable. That will either motivate you or it won't, yeah. and you'll know. It's yeah. like, oh, am I am I still a competitor? Yeah, I think sure. it's worth asking that question at every opportunity you get right now because there aren't very many opportunities. Yeah. yeah, it's like I might as well go. Yeah, just to, just to know because yeah. then you have time because there's nothing on the books. So it's yeah. like then you have time. Well, Andrew, right? I could go and like see what everybody else is doing and be like, all right, well, now I know that the next one, this is what I have to be. And how it feels. Yeah. It's been so long. Yeah. How does it feel yeah. to sitting there watching a final? You're like, oh, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Sure. You know, like it's, it's just in you yeah. and it never leaves. I mean, look at uh, Bucky's a great example. Tony's a great example. Bob's a great example. Like once it's in you and you know, you can do it and you've done it, you see it. And it's just like, it grabs your yeah. fucking blood, man. It does. I mean, even just like skating with you guys at like, Tonys and shit, seeing you guys do 540s and all all the other crazy shit, you and Eddie and <laughs> Eddie skated know, so good dude, today, he's so good. Um, freaking Jimmy, Moto. Moto, like dude, seeing all you guys ripping, I'm just like, dude, I I want to get Shay, hey Shay, oh Shay, <laughs> Paul, we're gonna name everybody. No, Shay, we, no, we can't <laughs> leave out anyone now. <laughs> everybody skated good, but just I'm saying, like the like all of you guys, like I'm just like, dude, like. I want to get back to like where I, when I was like, felt like I was skating like that too. Um, just because it looks fun. You yeah. Know what I mean, it looks fun and like, I know how good it feels to be like ripping and like, I just, I want to be like feeling like that again. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm stoked to hopefully, you know, just keep skating for as long as I can. Were you at the, were you at the rock star with uh, the, sorry, 
do tour at the Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas with a with it was over the pool. Yeah. Did you skate in that? Mm-hmm. You saw, I mean, Sean White wear that like wife beater and like yeah. jean shorts. Adam Taylor hit. Did you see that? Uh, I don't know. He had like a bad slam. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that one. Yeah, yeah. That was oof. Yeah, that contest was good. I I skated that contest, and I don't think I made the finals. But I was stoked at that contest because that was the first contest I did stale fish backside fives in, and I was so stoked on it. I think I did like a stale fish backside five and a stale fish frontside five, and I was like, heck yeah. And then I fell on my contest rounds, and I was like, no. Yeah, and then you watch Sean, and then you watch Pedro do it at like a million feet, and then Sean doing it heel flip. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, but uh, Sandro's board. So the so, I mean, I doubt anyone watching this knows about this contest. So the so the vert ramp was over the pool mm-hmm. at the Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas, and the crowd was sitting in the pool <laughs> yeah, watching. I about that. Yeah. And and there was nets, yes, but your board could slide off of certain places, and then just yeah. it was fucked. It was underwater. Yeah, that happened was- to Sandro. And it was hot too. I remember it being hot as crap. Oh, it's hot as balls. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, so what? Sandro's board fell into the water right before the comp. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. That sucks. And I was too young to be there. That was like an adult pool. Yeah. I was like literally <laughs> too young to uh, be there. Well, how old it, were you? Uh, twenty ten was it? Right. Yeah. yeah it's like twenty ten or twenty eleven. So, or so something I was like that. thirteen or fourteen. I think it might have been twenty eleven. Yeah, I was fourteen. Then I was right, just getting in the mix. Yeah. And in the moment I knew I was too young, was first of all there was only a bar. <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah. And like I couldn't. Like they had like monsters. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing I could drink from there because everything was alcohol. Yeah. And then I look up, and there's a there's a glass ceiling, and there's another pool above it. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And mm-hmm. and so I'm just like looking at the ass <laughs> of a like, bunch oh, of sick. and and well I was so young that my only thoughts were like what what's <laughs> going why. <Yeah. laughs> That's so funny. Like, you had to have been there with like your mom. Or yeah. Something. Your mom's like, come on, let's go. Yeah, I remember my my best friend I grew up with was there, and he took like a picture with the with the monster chicks. Oh yeah. But we were yep. so tiny, dude. Yeah. Surprised they just like. The only reason you guys were even allowed to cruise around in that thing was because your wristbands for the contest. They were probably like, "What the heck is going on with these little kids?" I can see how people get. Like, for instance, how you would get mixed up with partying. Yeah. Because I was allowed to do, you know, I'd get like into, I'd get into, not only into bars, I would get into private areas and get free bottle service. Yeah, because yeah, most it, of the like the pre-event stuff, you know, for like the contest would be like at a bar or at like a club, and then like all the like post event stuff would be at a bar or at a club. And the sponsors pay those places yeah. so much that you and show you, up with a rock star hat on and a wristband and a medal. It's like, yeah, have and at it, player. You kind of have to go to those things too because like part of like being in that scene is like you know hanging out with people and kind of like marketing yourself, being out there and 
And, uh, you know, so it's like if you're not going to those shindigs where all the sponsors and everybody are at, you're kind of like not benefiting yourself at all by not going, you know. And being able to handle alcohol in a party scene and to show that maturity, I wish I could say that it didn't have a utility. Yeah. Like that was that yeah. was a useful thing. Yeah, for sure. In a career. Yeah. It, it, and that's. I just wish it just, it just ha- so happens to be true because I made great friends. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Danny Mayer got on Rockstar being at a party with those guys and talking to them while they were partying. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. It's definitely like a definitely a beneficial thing, but that's like the difference of like somebody, you know, mentally like n- being able to differentiate between like, hanging out drinking and like a social thing and like partying just like nonstop. well the lines are really blurry not everyone yeah it's not like i knew the whole time i skated shitty sometimes and i was like yeah i know exactly what happened yeah yeah there was yeah. just too much too much yep too much partying. distractions yeah. and yeah for sure and it's just like some like me and alex were talking about back in the uh, like maybe a couple weeks ago or a week or so ago but um, we would like skate contests and if you like and basically we'd only be worried about qualifying into the final once you qualified into the final it was like now you're all good then you basically could just like like we would party the night after the (laughs) qualifier for the finals (laughs) because we'd be like partying that we got into the final and then the final would be the next day and we'd kind of just be like all the all the stress is off you know because the sponsor would be happy because you got on tv you know if you didn't make the the 10 cut you would they didn't really show the the qualifiers on tv so the sponsors would be happy and then like you were making a decent amount more money just for being in the top 10 so it was basically like cool and then for me back then uh, it was like the people that were in the top three or to five were like so gnarly that, that was, was just was like just being say. in the top 10 i was just like cool i'll take sixth place or six was sick yeah if i broke into the top five i'd be like wow this is the one of the best contests i've ever skated yeah you get into super final like yeah. like that ocean city maryland uh due tour yeah, yeah. that was my first pro contest yeah resident. that's sick and the top and i got sixth and yeah. i felt like i fucking won because i missed super final by one spot yeah. and it was like bucky bob adam taylor sandro and plg yeah yeah but and they had a super final and yeah. i was like did everything that i ever imagined yeah those were yep that's how most of the contests went for me too i think i made the top five a couple of times at like detours but most of the time it was like six through 10th. That's where I was sitting. Did you ever snag a vert podium? Um, I snagged a vert podium twice. So at one of the ASA contests, nice. you remember those contests? I loved those. Me. Or sorry, I was thinking of LG. Well, they were the LG, but they're kind of like the, yeah. they're like same, it was kind of same run by the same people kind of. And, but it was, uh, it was like me, Pierre and Danny Mayer. That's a sick podium. Sharing a room when we were out there, and all three of us, I think Pierre got first, Danny got second, I got third. And it was just such a rad trip. I can't remember where that was. I think it might have been like Minnesota or something like that. But yeah, that was one. And then um, I won Tampa Pro, um, or not Tampa Pro, um, Slam City Jam. 
Um, in Calgary? Yeah, the Calgary one. Sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was stoked. I didn't that know that. That was the only vert contest I've ever won. Yeah, I, I was there. Contest. I was there. Yeah. It was a long, it was the first time I ever aired the channel. At, oh, really? On that ramp. Because that was Hawk's ramp, right? I can't, I think it was something like that. It was, um, <clears throat> it was, I think it was only in Calgary once, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was like every year it had been in Vancouver and then they lost the venue in Vancouver and they moved it to Calgary. And yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was the first pro contest I won. Like vert contest. So that that uh, all sharing a room and doing that is insane. Because I, I lived with Clay in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I got two I got two medals. I got a bronze and a gold. And he got a silver. At, uh, X at, Games. at that X Games. Yeah, so we went home and we had like all three from the... Yeah from the thing and we had so much fun because yeah. I, I can only imagine actually we didn't share a room there but actually sharing rooms with people and then yeah everybody gets that like sponsors are stoked we made money everybody goes and parties yep. yeah it was funny dude that that contest that we all got the podium oh man we were like especially danny mayer and pierre it was so funny like just being like oh you guys want to come into the podium room and <laughs> i guess like oh my god dude but yeah i was just like i, I think i was sleeping on the floor or something because i was i was like obviously by far the youngest one at the thing like in that room and uh yeah that, it was funny it was so funny you nailed like the fake sarcasm so good just now <laughs> It's so dude. good. Dude, that's what they all did. That's how, like, Mike <laughs> Crum, freaking Danny Mayer, Toss, Jean, Jean-Paul Steck. Like, dude, oh, my God. That's all that we, we would skate, and then we would go, and we'd hang out and eat dinner or be at hotel rooms, and everybody would just talk shit on everybody. <laughs> like, just constantly. And, I, oh, dude, that's what I remember the most is just laughing. It's so funny. And it, but you snagged mega podiums. Like yeah. you got gold, right? No, I got silver uh, and three bronze. Three bronzes. Three bronzes and a silver. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked on that. Um, yeah, I wish I would Ollie have. three. Uh, massive Ollie back three, fives. Backside five. Uh, so two of the bronzes were in the like actual big air contest and then the silver and the other bronze were when they had the mega rail contest they don't do that anymore though no. huh? yeah so they did it for like a couple years maybe it was like two or three years i don't know but um yeah the first year i got third i got third at the um in the big air contest dude the first five i ever made off the 70 foot jump was in that contest run i love that that was dude adam adam taylor me us. and adam taylor had been trying them like we we skated the qualifier because it was it was there's was three spots there was six spots in the final uh but the top three from the year before were automatically in so it was like me and adam taylor and somebody else got the three spots to go Adam it was our last run Adam had made or it was like Adam's second to last run or something and he went and he made like the first five that he had made off the seven I'm pretty sure it was like his first one and I was trying him with him 
and then he came back up. He was he had been in third place after doing that, and um, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going for it too. So then I went and did the yeah the all E three hundred and sixty and then the five forty and made it and dude it was like, it was mind blowing because I you know what I mean never made it before I just basically like took off and was like, I'm just gonna hold on until I am either rolling on the ground or rolling away, and uh, yeah and made it and then ended up getting third uh, that year which was super sick and then right after that was the the mega rail contest and. Um, Dude, that was the year. Was it the year that Danny? So it was. Was there was a year after Jake's slam, or two years after Jake's slam? I can't remember. I think it might have been two years. Um, but Danny had like uh, got the rail contest in, so then he skated the rail contest, and he did like ollie three hundred and sixty to lip slide, which is hard as insane, fuck. Which is insane. And then Bob did like a. I think he did a switch. 50 body burial 50 on the thing or maybe it was regular to switch it was yeah, something regular like that to switch. and then i did back lip and back over crook on it mm -hmm. and then got third and basically that happened two years in a row <laughs> like sick so i did the same stuff like the uh, same tricks and got the same placing except for in the rail contest i got second instead of third sick but it was like it was back then when like I mean, people weren't doing 720s or 900. It was before all you guys started doing like crazy spins, like which is insane. I'd only made like one seven over the gap, but never. You made it. Yeah, I made like a one seven. It was like an indie seven over the gap, but I couldn't make it consistently, and I didn't do anything other than like a 540. I was I never did like 900s or anything on the quarter pipe. Do you remember Jake trying a nine? Do you remember that? Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. I can't find it. I don't know when it was. I remember him. Yeah, I do remember him trying it. Yeah. Boosted, they were, they were flipped gnarly. McTwist mm -hmm. into like a late 360 yeah. on the way in. Mm -hmm. Man. Dude, that's like, um, I wanted to try them indie on the quarter pipe because I felt like the way I do my indie ones when I come around to land like just a regular 540 I could see myself just doing this right before the end and coming around one more time yeah but I never got the chance to go for it you were competing with Jake when he jaked yeah mm -hmm. you were in that comp I was in the comp yeah I was in the final uh with him I had just I had just taken my last run okay and okay, that's so a different, take, yeah. Yeah, so I had gone. It was the last runs. Um, took my last run. You know how X Games is. It takes forever. So I took my run, got done, was done with the contest. I think I got like fifth or something. Um, was taking my pads off. And then freaking, I remember them called Jake's name. And I was like standing off to the side of the ramp, but like right where the tranny starts, you know? So I was standing like right there, like looking up. At the quarter pipe. On the quarter pipe, yeah. Like fully just got all the heads off, watched him do the seven, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And then and you then, see and this. And then I just saw that, and then I saw it again up the ramp, and I was like, and because of where I was standing, right when he popped out, I could just tell. I was like, dude, he's like, he's like where I am. Yeah, I, you know what I mean. I was like, he is so far out, and uh, he, far out, man. <laughs> he far out. 
Yeah, and he, I thought, like, uh, like a lot of us there, I thought he died. Mm-hmm. Like, hearing him fall, hearing him hit the ramp, dude, I was like, I just watched one of my friends die in front of me. Like, 100%. There's no way. And then, yeah, freaking, he's a madman, and freaking, uh, I ran out on the, uh, ran out there, like, um, and got to be there, like, when he finally stood up, which was sick, you know? He walked like, it off. Yeah. Well, he, he had, dude, I don't know how he didn't get that hurt. Like he was, he was cruising around like that night, like afterwards. So crazy. (laughs) I heard, I heard he broke the substructure of the ramp. Oh, did he? I didn't know. That's what really, that's what, that's what really braced his fall. Oh, yeah. He he broke like the two by four foundation of Uh, that section. Yeah, that would make sense. He's just a little freaking ball, little ball of man. What did uh? What did Jason? I think Jason Ellis in an in an interview like right after that called him like a human testicle or something. <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. Didn't even make human, sense. Human test dummy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. Human test dummy. Dude, yeah, because uh, Ellis Ellis was one of the first. I think Ellis was like the I think first Ellis one like sprinted out, out there. there. Yeah, because I was skating. That's like when he was skating Meg ramp and shit. So he ran out there and. Um, by the time I had got out there, there was already like Pierre was already out there. Ellis, um, I didn't want to go out there because I was like at first thought he was dead, but they were like he's he's not dead. He's breathing. He's just snoring. And like by the time I got over there, I heard him and he was just like <laughs> he was literally snoring, full on snoring, dude, like full on snoring. I was like, oh my what the God. hell, yeah. And then yeah, I was there when he was like. Uh, when he finally like woke up and started talking and they were like, just stay here. We're going to get you a stretcher. And he was just like, fuck that, mate. <laughs> fucking help me up, Alice. Help me up. And fucking they like got him up and they, I mean, the footage is iconic now. He's just hobbling off the ramp. I'll put it. I'll put it yeah, at the end of this. I'll put it you at the put end. The Danny Way slams too. Like I think it might've been the following year or something. You know what I'm talking about? Oh Where yeah. He landed on the coping twice. Dude. Danny is a maniac. Okay, did he put one? He put one down and slammed. Yeah, and then made that one, and then tried a varial five, and then clipped the coping Dude. front flip, and then did the varial five. So he had he had fucked up his ankle before the contest, before that happened, and he was getting um like lidocaine shots or something in his foot right before the contest. So his main problem was he couldn't feel his foot. So he was skating, but he couldn't feel his foot. And I was like, you're insane. Like, what the hell? And he's like, oh, I just got to do this, whatever. Danny's a superhero. Uh, And then he did that five and was hanging up. And that's when he, like, double shinned it and flipped in. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure I I think he did it. He didn't do the full shin one, but I think he – hit another time too, like landed on it and fell in. But he had done that in practice and that's how he broke. So his ankle was like already broken before the contest even started. <laughs> he, he, just, he had a very theatric hang up front flip. Yeah, it was gnarly. That one is Yeah. I'm I I'm happy I didn't see that live. Well, that's kinda like uh who did that? Trey, Trey would. Right on a nine? Right before the comp. Yeah, 
That's so gnarly. Right before. Was that at the comp that you did the 1260 at? Yeah. So I was like, I was running through 900s yeah. in practice and I couldn't slow down on them. Yeah. Like seeing that even and then. So you just went and did one right afterwards probably? Uh, the next run was contest run. Oh, shit. The next run. Yeah. And it fucked everything up because we all slid down. Yeah. To go check on him, say yeah, bye, because he's in a wheelchair getting lit, yeah. pulled off to the hospital. So we're like, be strong, homie, whatever. And then I had to shit. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And so I like, and you have to take your knee pads off. Oh, yeah. And like take everything the off. butt pads never come up the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just like on the toilet and around the corner and I'm hearing the announcers start to get like excited for the like, comp. Here we go. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then I like finally get my butt pads on feeling decent because everything comes up sideways. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, so annoying. I don't know why yeah. that happens. Get the knee pads back on, maybe get a, get a run in where you get in trouble, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but I was like, also like, don't go, don't go, go, go. You're already going. You pull you, yeah. Jacob. Yeah. I mean, we all learned from Jake on yeah. that one. That was, that was his thing. And, uh, yeah. Cause what are they going to do? Yeah. Can't do anything. Yeah. And they, he made me realize that, but I was also having like a really big emotional reaction to having to try a 1260. Like I was yeah. like, working that out so i, what, I why went, did you have to try it because you've well, been trying them or something exactly i tried one in shanghai three months before uh, i tried three two two in shanghai three months before mm-hmm. um and i just this was a hill i was gonna die on yeah you know i knew that as soon as i got around the first time yeah i was like hey, you should definitely do this while it's while the iron's yeah. hot. What's yeah. the saying? Yeah, no, that's it. Um, so then the three months go by till till Minnesota X Games, and it was just so intense emotionally. Yeah. And I skated good in the vert comp, and then I was doing like five or six nines a day on Mega in practice. Were you? Did you try them like here at Bob's or something? I just tried the two in Shanghai, and then did a bunch of nines. Oh, okay. Um, because so. So then, so then, right before the contest, I, that's when I had that emotional reaction where I was like, "Do you want to do this? Yeah, like, are you, are you the master of your destiny, or like a part of this like system that you can't give a fuck about?" Like, yeah. Because um, were they hyping it up or something? Well, I never agreed to do it. I never told anyone I was going to try it. I never, but it was just so fucking obvious. Yeah. And it was the talk of the. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But my strategy was oh, and then it was clear that I, I was like I, I gotta do this. Yeah. This is like for me, uh, which is a blessing because the world shut down right after, and I might have never had another chance. Yeah, for sure. Um, but my strategy for nines has always been spin through five forty because I can see five forty. I've done enough. I know what that feels like. So it's just everything from drop in to quarter pipe is five forty, five forty, five forty, five forty. Boom, and just rip right yeah. through it. But to do a 12, you have to spin through nine. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like I had to be able to see nine. Yeah. So you know? Just doing them like it was nothing. And then I'd make a couple, like make like two in a row, and then over rotate a little bit and kick it out and look what it would look like, and then go make a couple more nines, and then go sense. look what it would look like. Yeah. So I, I was like so strong on those that 
But man, that's fucking scary to spin through that. I bet. You just. Yeah, I I saw the footage. Like, I don't know if I was watching it live, but it was. Yeah, you're spinning so goddamn fast. But were you guys you doing like nine hundreds, like, like five forties, pretty much, like consistently like that? I was doing them. Yeah, I was doing. I'd show up to practice, do two or three fives, and then do three or four nines yeah, that's so and then work on the line work like on that switch back 180 over the gap that's the so line cool. and then i had the vert contest yeah dude that was always my least favorite thing about x games was that the vert contest and the mega mm-hmm. i was happy the vert was right bef- was before the day before so that's you can better. full send. That's and better. I did a nine invert. Oh, yeah. yeah. In, the, in my contest run, like a good one. Yeah. So I was like, the pieces came together and <clears throat> let it fly. And then Trey yeah, does amazing. that. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, the Trey thing. But, yeah, that 1260 was amazing for sure. That, but I was saying, like, the, the contest, because when, when I was doing the X Games Mega and Vert, it was always – Mega, Vert, and then Vert Best Trick, but it was always the Mega was the first event. So you would just destroy yourself on Mega, and then by the time you went to like try to give Vert anything, you would be like done, you know? And you don't destroy yourself the same way because you can be fatigued yeah. from Vert, but you skate a Mega Comp and your joints are like. Yeah. I can't even explain it. They're yeah. just so compressed and inflamed and things it's, just hurt. Yeah, it's from dealing with all the <clears throat> like G-forces and shit from going that fast and that high and bailing and all, you know what I mean? Going that fast and, you know, bailing and hitting your arm or something, you get twisted, all that shit. Yeah, yeah the, the p- amount of PT that you're doing yep. just to stay alive, icing shit. Mm-hmm massages Ice and in the, <laughs> and, and then the and then the adrenaline rush and then come down and then care about the tiny thing yeah it's like easy to deal with an adrenaline rush and a come down and then you have this daunting mega ramp to deal with yeah but going from mega to like the little vert ramp and you feel like shit it just doesn't yeah just doesn't grab you the same yeah it was super hard it was always super hard Especially because, like, we don't, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was skating the X Games, like, Mega Contest, I wasn't really skating Mega all that much. Like, Bob had his, but, like, it was always kind of, like, hit or miss if you could go or whatever it was. So I was skating Vert all the time. So when the Mega Ramp Contest came up and then we had, like, the week of practice, like, all I skated was Mega because I'd been skating Vert the whole entire year, you know? So I always made it harder too. Well, it was always flimsy for like everyone. Mm-hmm. Skate bunch of mega. Yeah. Really hard. Yeah. We wouldn't skate. I mean, one time the podium didn't skate mega from X Games to X Games. <laughs> yeah. The whole podium. Yeah, that's pretty sick. It's like vert rippers yeah. who can blast. Dude, you know what's crazy about like when you guys were skating mega and stuff is I swear that clay like – the way when when I was doing it, we had the hip pads and the elbow pads, and I skated with a long sleeve shirt under my elbow pads and a regular shirt and yeah. pants on. And Clay was in like what had no elbow pads on, like all oh, a 
like regular a big t-shirt, t-shirt, but like just regular, like no shit underneath, and knee pads. Yeah, he's insane. Yeah, dude. And and going into the quarter pipe like balls to the fucking yeah. walls, yeah. pumping, bing, hitting the coping like yeah. mad. Yeah. Itolo was a full gear guy, but yeah. he he also had full gear slams. Yeah. And he'd he'd go down like Bob, very mm-hmm. Bob E. Yeah, where he's like sliding like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Did you see him jump off of the athlete lounge? Mm-mm. Into the ver into the big big air quarter? Uh-uh. Man, first try. Where was that at? So the way that it was set up was inside at the stadium in the athlete lounge was there was a balcony next to the ramp. Okay, yeah, yeah, for and sure. And so he took the elevator up or the stairs or whatever and went on the railing, and then it's like a 12-foot drop <laughs> into the – and just first go. That's pretty And sick. it wasn't like they were perfectly perpendicular, and it was, like, easy to read. The balcony was like this. Oh, he had to, like, jump. You know, yeah. It was like a weird aiming thing, and the angle of the ramp isn't yeah. perfectly perpendicular. That's so sick, though. Yeah. Damn. Was that in Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah. I'll show you the video. That contest sounded like it would be sick. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, those Mega Ramp contests are, like, so much fun, but they're also, like, so gnarly. That's why I can't, like... The last Mega Ramp contest I skated was X Games 2011 or 2012. Right before Global. Yeah, right before... You didn't go on Global? Mm Mm-mm. I um, skated the practice, was doing pretty good in practice, was trying to do like sevens over the gap to 540s, wasn't like, didn't have them very consistent, but I had done like one seven and I was like, had fives to where I was like, okay, when the contest starts, I'm going to make this. And, And then the contest comes up, freaking we're doing our practice runs right before, um, the contest starts. I do an ollie three to a backside air and just hang up on my, like sitting on the coping, like boom, and then fly in. And I'm like, ow, that really, really hurt. Like my freaking back, my tailbone hurts really bad, but I can't let this sit in my head. I have to go do, I have to go do another one. So I run back up to the top, drop in, ollie three, backside air, boom, on my ass again. Same exact thing, and I, like, slid down to the freaking flat bottom and was just, like, holding back tears were just, like, coming down my face, and I fucking got taken to the hospital. I broke my fucking tailbone. And you don't know which one it was that it was, did it, was it. the first one or the second one. Yeah. <laughs> but I How do you know. do that twice in a row? Dude, I don't know. It was, like, a little windy, and I think, like, the first one I just – it was just a backside air, so I just was, like, whatever, bink, and just, like, didn't get a good pop. And then the second one, I think I was, like, a little shook up from it and just kind of was, like, that was just a fluke. Just do the do the same thing you always do. And, like, instead of, like, compensating, I didn't. And this did the same. Dude, it was so bad. And then that was, like, pretty much the last time I skated Mega for, like, a contest. Yeah. You've been to Elliot's? You know. I skated Elliot's. The jump, I think I jumped it a couple times, but n- not really. Um, but Elliot's is like a mini mega. It's different. Very different. But, 
yeah, I don't know. I haven't really skated like the actual mega since that happened for sure. And I was just like, I was so over it. I'm, I don't know if there'll ever be a proper mega contest again. Yeah. Like, I don't no, know. It's probably, dude, it's gotta be a lot of money to put those things on. Like that ramp has gotta be so freaking. Does that ramp even exist anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And like, they don't ask us. Yeah. If like, so it could just, there could just be a mega comp in China, you know, yeah. like in two months. Yeah. And you're like, well, I guess that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going. You know? Yeah. I'm surprised like Bob just doesn't, he's got it. Like I'm surprised he doesn't just like hold, you know, now with COVID and all this stuff, like X Games wanted to rent it out. They could do a mega contest just, you know virtually basically instead of like all at the same uh venue you know there is something about well, the yeah, venue for in sure the, in the better. steep roll in it's way in better the... but i'm just saying like if they really wanted to do that it'd probably save them some money i would be cool with waiting until they have an indoor proper yeah, venue those are the best just because you can go switch. You can go blindside. You can do big spins. You don't have to look where you're going. You can yeah. just you can just take all week and feel the ramp, mm -hmm. and then Not go to based deal off with of the that. wind or anything. Nothing. Yeah. Perfect indoor closed environment. Yeah, the indoor ones are so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that'd be sick. Uh, I mean, they do that or something. They need to do something because those contests are so fun to watch. Yeah, you know? and it builds it builds people's careers. Yeah, like, for sure. I mean, like Bob, Danny, yeah. you, Adam Taylor, myself, Clay Kreiner, Trey Wood, like Jagger, mm -hmm. like the dudes who skated mega. Yeah, the, the skateboarding worked for the Tom Shar. Yeah, you know, it's like you, it's really useful skill to have. Yeah, for I don't sure. know what it is about the mega guys that. I think it's just because you freaking. You gotta be somewhat insane to be doing that thing. So, just mentally committed, and you know, and so yeah, no, I agree. It definitely like helped. Uh, you know, being like a X Games medalist has definitely got its like benefits of like being like I, you know, accomplished something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, uh, like. Uh, Elliot's thing's pretty fun and I see what he's got going on where it's kind of like a little course like that could be a, a cool little change up to the whole you know like mega thing instead of it just being like a jump in a big quarter I'd be like like how Danny wanted to do in Hawaii I don't know if you ever heard him talking about that but he wanted to do basically was like a like a slope style like snowboard park but with the mega so like one big jump and then you'd come down and kind of go around and hit another big jump and you do like maybe two or three different jumps maybe like a big hip and then you go into like the quarter at the end boom you're done like that'd be sick yeah that didn't happen though no of course not but it was it'd be I like mean, skate three it'd be sick though yeah i'd do it all Elliot's, day it's all i would ever do yeah it'd be so much fun uh, Elliot's is kind of uh, almost on that kind of level. Obviously, it's not like down a big hill, but, you know, yeah. it could be a cool little change up. Have like two or three different hits, I guess. Yeah, if if there was any more than what Elliot has, yeah. like a hip or a jump or another or you can go the other way or some weird thing. Yeah, it would just be all I would ever do. Yeah.
And even now, it's super fun. Yeah. You know those, like, um, those big, like, hip jumps that's – do you snowboard ever? Yeah. You know the big hip jumps where it's just, like, a, a kicker, and then it's just, like, the biggest, most mellow, like, wall to the side? And yeah. Just, that would be so fun. You'd just be like, thought about that. And then just, like, land in the – because there'd be, like, so much room. That'd be so sick. That would – you would be hauling dicks. Be hauling ass, but it'd be so fun. You'd just, like – and the, you wouldn't – you could either go, like, make the jump kind of steep so you go super high or you could make it, like, more mellow so you go long or maybe you could have two different ones. You know what I mean? It'd be so dope. But just have, like, the landing be, like, not vert, just something that kind of catches you, like a little – yeah, but on skateboards you can't start to kill speed, so you need a yeah. You need like a yeah, full speed. mega quarter pipe to yeah. catch that. Yeah. Like even mini mega, mini mega, you're still going downhill. You hit this big thing, and then it catches you, and then you have a catcher's mitt of a quarter so pipe. So much fun though! I would skate that all the time. If you, cause you have you skated um, Bob's little. Uh, euro mm-hmm. hip thing yeah i like that. like that but maybe like less into a, a little more ramp. inviting yeah more that thing is mellow. that thing is Scary. monstrous yeah i've never skated it uh, i mean okay think about the mega rail yeah how easy it is to miss yeah and then every inch you miss you're going like, like flat yeah, yeah yeah that's true i never thought about that yeah and, and if you miss on one side Mm-hmm. That's not allowed. Yeah, yeah, you can't miss one way. Yeah, because you're landing on the coping, rolling, and flipping in, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you miss the other side to flat. So it's like you yeah. hit your spot. Yeah. So there's just like a line, but then you don't you he, like kind of have to go at like an angle when you take go, off. I go. Straight. You just go straight off straight. of it, just in the same. And spot. you have to ignore the fact that you're that, coming up next to a wall. That you're gonna like that corner of coping. Yeah. You know, you just go straight along the line and just don't look at it. Because if you angle out, you just jump to flat. Yeah, and you can go all the way to flat. Yeah, and then you angle in. You go from wide and you angle in and you start running into the wall and the coping. Then you go too fast and you land a little on the deck and Mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, you just go straight. Just like Mega Rail. Like as if. The mega rail was next to the coping. Mm, yeah, yeah, for and sure. And then you just ride it right in from it. there. Yeah. But you liked it though, like skating it. It was pretty fun. I'm happy I did it and got it over with. And yeah. did <laughs> you know I did like some stuff I'm proud of on it. Sick. Did two contests there. Did you do like you skate the Euro gap and stuff? Euro yeah. So the way you'd run those contests yeah. was gap contest, rail contest, quarter pipe contest, step up and a hip comp. Oh, sick. So, and all in one day. Ooh. We would skate for so long. <laughs> so long. Yeah. We'd do like a 30-minute jam on everything. Yeah. So, so what, you'd get like five or six goes on each one. Yeah. Yeah. But it would take like four hours. Yeah. Because then you'd warm up and then yeah. the lunch and media. Five-hour, six-hour day. It was like a lot of work. Um, but being able to do that was... It was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I would have not been in the shit that I was doing because that shit did look fun. I, I watched all that stuff, but I was too far gone into other stuff at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you doing any of that? Uh, well, it is. I don't know how I don't know how long the 
first one is, but I think we're at about two and a half hours. Cool. And it's nine o'clock, and so that's feels good to me. If you need, if you would like to say any, add anything at the end, now. Yeah. Now is your time. Say my piece. No, I'm good, dude. Thank you. Thanks thank, for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for fun. for talking about uh, things that I mean. We'd have to dedicate some time to sit down and talk about it, regardless. Yeah. You know, I was always yeah, yeah. curious of what for you sure. went through and why, and yeah, yeah, totally. How you really feel and yeah. and all that stuff. And so I'm super thankful that you chose to do that here. Yeah, for sure, dude. Anytime. I'm super like open and honest about all that stuff now. So hell yeah. Awesome. Thanks, dude.